it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, pretty full show tonight. We've got Daryl Dixon, Wheel of Time, Ahsoka, Invasion, and three or four episodes of The Changeling, because I don't know if Karen has seen episode four, but we have at least three. So, without further ado, I'm going to let in a co-host so that I don't have to babble. Good evening. Hello, how are you? Good. Did you watch just the first three of Changeling, or have you seen all four? No, I've seen four. I had already seen the first three okay. last week when we spoke. Well, so I, know, I, I, know, I, know, I know you had. I just, I just didn't know if you knew when the next episode had dropped. But, yeah, I've seen all four also. Okay. So, fun times Great. awake. Holy crap. Good show. Talk about, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Jamie should be here in a sec, right? She should be here now. Uh, to yeah. do a little Daryl Jamie's always fashionably late. I know, right? <laughs> she is. She likes to keep us waiting, make a big deal when she enters the room. Yeah. Um. Grand entrance. Fashionably uh, late. Yep. But I think, we're, yeah, we're all caught up. We got the wheel of, what's it called? The wheel of time tonight. Yes, uh, Changeling, Invasion, Ahsoka, Daryl Dixon. We got like it's amazing that in the middle of the strike we got like a full slate of TV this week. And next week we'll have AHS because that comes back tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow! Oh, I yep. don't know if I can watch it. But Kim Kardashian's in it. I I don't know. You, you know what? I, I mean, we'll 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 talk about it later because Jamie just got here. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of over AHS. Hi. Yeah. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. How are you? So, well, no, I take that back. I think I've seen one episode, like, when it was first on that I watched and then decided I didn't watch <laughs> Well, you know, well, they, not my they're, prone to, they're prone to some stunt casting on that show now and then. Um, yeah. And this season is one of them. But, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Because uh, we've got a full slate tonight. We've got five shows to talk yes. about tonight. Yep. All right. So, so you guys should probably dump, jump right into the Daryl Dixon show. Yep. Yeah. All right. This was episode, what is this, episode two, episode three? Episode two? Two. Um, two. Two. So, um, in this episode, they are they go on the road, right? Sister, what's her name? Sister em, Emma? Isabel. Sister Isabel. Isabel? Uh, no, oh, Emma, yeah, it is Isabel. Emma's the wife in a change language, which I just watched. Um, Sister Isabel and Daryl and Sister Sidekick uh, go on the road, right, with Laura. And they come, they come to this, like, uh, community of children. And in a very refreshing change for The Walking Dead, 
Nobody is psycho or sadistic or tries to kill them. I mean, not none of these kids. They're like a normal. It's been a long time since anybody in The Walking Dead ran into a bunch of people who were just nice and normal people trying to get by, which these kids are. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a mean old man up the road who has to be dealt with. Um, yeah. Uh, so it was a little bit of a slow episode, right? Um, and mostly yeah. it existed to give us Isabel's backstory, I guess, was a big part of this, yeah. of this right? Yeah, uh, which is a lot of that. episodes, too, is about, like, lying and lying to protect people and, I don't know, like, thinking about it. That was, like, I don't know. To me, that was, like, a big part of the episode. You know what I mean? Because there's, like, them lying to Laurent about the horse and the fact that he lies to the kids, like, they lie and pretend he's somebody who's not. But not only that, he lies about that lady going to not die, but then also you find out that the kids lie, the one girl lies to the other ones, and it's all about protecting the people, but it obviously does not necessarily work out well in every circumstance in the episode. I don't know. Just that's for whatever reason what what kind of stuck out to me. But yeah, um, but yeah a lot of it's about the flashbacks. Yeah, which I kind of didn't, I, like, I don't know what I really gained from Isabel's flashback that she was like, like, she would go out and, like, go to clubs and, like, meet men and rob them, right? She was like a pickpocket and a thief, and she would steal their watches and their money and stuff, right? So, she mm-hmm. like, she, she was not a very um, likely candidate to become a nun. Right. I guess, I guess the end of the world changes I was just going to the apocalypse will do weird things to you, right? <laughs> um, right. This episode, though, I'm just going to say, is the is where it uh, definitely shows um, when it, it's about um, like where Laurent came from. And well, we learned about that. We learned the big reveal about Laurent's birth, right? Yeah, and who he really is. Which is so much glass to us. But I know everybody's comparing it to that and complaining about that. To or, what? Or Everybody's comparing it, it to what? Not. The Last of Us. Because this episode really makes you feel like that with his mother and stuff. Does someone have a baby when they're? Oh yeah, yeah. And the last of us that that turns out to be how uh, <laughs> okay. the little girl was born. Yeah, yeah. Her mother. Yeah, was that's the... like the main story yeah. of the last yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. It's near. Well, it's not the main story, but it's near the end. Well, like, but that's one why of the... he's immune. And granted, he's not immune. This isn't that. But I'm saying that's kind of the whole. Oh, the whole idea I... of last of us. Yeah, that's funny because that being why she's immune is like kind of like not really what I re- like what I really take away from that because her like like being raised without a mother and all that is such a right. part of her character. But anyway, right, that's this, not the main part of the story. This, but that's kind this of the makes, reveal in that. This kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, so it turns out that Laurent is is Isabel's nephew, the child of her sister. Mm-hmm who was bitten, who was, like, so barely pregnant that, like, she wasn't even, sh- I mean, she wasn't even showing. Isabel didn't know her sister was pregnant. And well, then, I think of course, she like, says she's seven months or something like that. She was hiding yeah, it very no well. Way, 
I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. giant, like, eight-pound baby comes out of her. But whatever. He survives. He doesn't get infected. But it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't, like, make any, like, so, like, she has kept from him the secret that his, like, what's the big deal to be, like, your mother died when you were a baby? And, you're, like, she's cooked up this huge story that his father I, went, like, like so yeah. much of this about it is Dory that they've told her on, and he's supposed to be a genius. And this story just does not hold. It's not believable. I mean, obviously the kid is like willful deny. Will you know he's he's in denial, and he's really never met anybody except a bunch of nuns before. Yeah. Um, this is again about the lie. But I I mean, other than having seen Last of Us, though, I I still don't quite get why why being infected while they're pregnant necessarily makes him a miracle. But you know. Um, well, she, but, I mean, she she was, like, you know, basically dead when the baby came out, right? Um, I, I guess that's why they think he's, like, the savior of humanity. Well, because yeah, I'm guessing okay. they think he's special because of that. I'm just saying, like, I, I never quite, that never quite even necessarily made sense to me with Last of Us was all I meant, that, like, Okay, but this is not this is not infected. So no, no, of, I know. I'm just saying, okay, so she was infected and she died. I don't see how that necessarily makes him a miracle child that's gonna be important. Okay, it was like Jamie, it was like the first day of the apocalypse. They had barely ever seen a okay, zombie before. That's true. Right? That's true. Them. And and I'm pretty sure no other pregnant woman came in and died and gave birth in the last twelve years. It's a very rare, extremely rare occurrence, right? Like they like, okay, this is like, true. But in the world of The Walking Dead, it's I don't know. To me, that he's well, like going to be the savior or something. Like I don't see how well, that. No, but that's be. what they believe. But that's what they believe. Yeah, I'm not saying I believe true. it. They believe it. They're they nuns. Yeah. They're religious people. They believe it for some reason. But I'm saying yeah. like, like I, I I mean they're not doctors. There she was dead. Debate right? Like I, I don't know. They like it, but. So in last week's episode, it it was said that he was like a super genius, and they believed he was going to save humanity through his incredible intellect or whatever, right? Like, wasn't I mean they didn't really say that, but it was implied, yeah, I don't think it really, yeah, it was kind of implied. I don't know that he ever really explained why he could help them, but they think no, but it was implied that because he was a super genius was the reason why he had to be taken to, uh, you know. The net to the priest who was gonna like raise him and teach him in a way that they can't and like like they've done all they can with this kid they gotta give him this priest so he can like educate him or whatever and prepare him. I didn't know. So, like, I didn't know that I took it. It was because he was smart, but I guess thinking about it, that kind of makes some sense. You have to you have to remember when I watched this, I watched it in like two sittings, so I would have right, seen it's this the only part not possible that long reason. It was, like, the only possible reason that was given last week. They were, like, he's, like, supposed to be – they're, like, oh, he's so good with numbers and he understands things and he sees things and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Not, not about how I just never is. really thought about it, but you're right. No, I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying I hadn't really thought it through. That and then I this just week – after it, it because of This the- week it appears that he might be seen to be – like, that his birth was some kind of a sign or something, right? I don't really know, mm-hmm. but the, the – like that has changed, but but the kid like so he um they've been but they've been lying to Ron. It's not even I don't even know if 
they've ever told him. Like, I don't know if they told him, like, you're the savior. Or, I, I mean, don't think they told him anything. Show- well, I don't know, but he, I mean, he's very sheltered. Uh, he believes everything they tell him. He believes his father went off to fight. Even if the other kids like all laugh at him. I'm not sure he ever met another kid before. Do you think he ever met no, another I don't kid? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So he's like the weird kid that like all the other kids, you know, these other kids like they're not totally mean to him. And in the end, he wants to. I mean, typical of a kid, he wants to stay and and you know. And Bill's like, no, you're coming with us. And then he's, like, sulking and angry the whole rest of the way. So, um, yeah, I guess there wasn't really much that went on in this episode except to your point about, like, it was all about people, like, everybody everybody was telling lies because they thought it was the best interest of, them, the, yeah. of the party being lied to, right? Um, yeah, and Daryl's the only one that's kind of like, you know, you don't – I mean, he, uh, to, to be fair, he does lie to the kids. But, I mean, with in regards to Laurent, like, he's telling her you shouldn't lie to him. And I, okay, I Dar- don't know. But then he but turns around Darryl, and lies. But Daryl <laughs> doesn't lie for the benefit of the other person. Daryl lies because lies he needs to get what he needs. Mm-hmm. Well, he needs to get a horse and get out of there or whatever. He's not, like, telling mm-hmm. them. He's not sugarcoating right. the world. He, he's not lying to protect them. He, he's lying as part of his plan to get what he needs. That's and true. if it was up, I mean, he would not lie to protect those kids. Um, I mean, Daryl, we know from the other show, he, he really sort of has a soft spot for kids, I think, partly because of his own very unhappy childhood. Um, mm-hmm. Although he sort of remembered some good times. Um, you know, they, they watched Mork and Mindy. Um, in this episode, the only videotape they have is a, is a <laughs> yeah. VHS of Mork and Mindy. Um, and, you know, Daryl has some good memories of watching the show with Merle. Um, if the world ever ends and, and you keep, we keep, like, a DVD player or something, make sure we have something good to take to the end <laughs> of the world that isn't Mork and Mindy. I used to, I used to watch Mork and Mindy when I was a no, kid also. Yeah, uh, I and did you see how that one kid had to ride the bicycle to power the, to power the yeah, like to, like in the hatch. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Yeah, like in the hatch, so whatever, and the lost hatch. Somebody has to yeah. ride the bike. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I guess yeah. it's all about it was all. That's really what it was all about: wanting to like protect the people you love, or not the people you love, but yeah, it's people you it's care about. Yeah. Um, and Daryl's the only. Uh, he's the only honest liar in the bunch, if I could call him that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Daryl's yeah, the honest so. liar who's not going to tell you uh, what you want to hear. Um, and then, so the only other thing that happens is Tattoo Face is tracking them, which, you know, I mean, he goes into the, the abbey, and there's, like, nothing but clues. Everywhere you look in that abbey is a clue to where Daryl went, right? Um mm-hmm. There's, like, the recording where he gives his name and, like, everything about himself. There's the map on the wall. It's, like, only going to take five minutes for that guy to catch them. Um, so, uh, I, I, like, I guess, I mean, the point of that was just to foreshadow what's coming, I guess, right? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, that guy annoys me um, because... I don't know, because he's just like this, 
you know, he's a bad guy. We don't yet know the reason why he's a bad guy, you know, or is he a bad guy? I mean, we know bad guy, every bad guy thinks he's a good guy, but, you know, why he is so violent and mean and terrible, we don't know. Um, and I also feel like he's going to draw, he's like, he's going to follow Daryl all the way across France for vengeance, right? And it just seems like vengeance, like, like who's got time for vengeance in the apocalypse? I mean, I guess it's 12 years on. They do say that it's been 12 years. And I guess, you know, the apocalypse, people are getting used to it. There's not that many zombies around anymore. Um, Got to do something. That's a bad yeah. <laughs> But his, like, his big vengeance trip is a little, uh, I think, yeah. um, I hope that we're going to get a little, I guess I just hope we're going to get a little more motivation for this guy. As a, you know, like, as just a, a character. He's very, um He's lacking in motivation right now, right? He's just in a gang. He doesn't really seem to be connected to the to Janae. Is her name Janae or doesn't, her title Janae? Yeah, her character's name's Janae. Doesn't it though tell why he's after Daryl though in this one? Yeah, Daryl killed his brother. Okay, I, that's what I was gonna say. We know that there's that. Daryl killed his brother, although although like he attacked Daryl first. Like Daryl was defending himself. Daryl, you know, Daryl killed him in self-defense. Um, and, and although the well, guy Darryl does kill them because he was attacking those people or whatever that he didn't know were. Well, he, he killed a bunch of nuns and he was going to kill Daryl if he could. I mean, it was definitely a self-defense No, I mean, original, I meant the brother originally, because the brother was the one that attacked those two people that attacked Daryl. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't at the Abbey. The brother, um, was in on the attack of, of yeah, the two people who first attacked Daryl. It was, yeah, it was a self-defense the people move. he attacked were bad too, but that didn't mean that guy wasn't bad. So I mean, when you go around marauding, like it's a dangerous profession being a marauder, right? Uh, (laughs) And uh, like, like your brother got killed. Of course, it's terrible to lose your brother, and he's upset and sad. But also, um, you know, it's not wholly like I don't know. I'm expected and he's gonna he's gonna follow Daryl across France apparently. So um uh I guess so there's like maybe two enemies because Genet is gonna be after him also, right? Although they seem to have very little chance of being able to catch up with him. Somehow they're gonna stumble upon Daryl in France just like everybody in the apocalypse. If they can do it in America and catch people easy and catch up across the country. Or they can do it in France. Although France is I think not as big as where they go in the United States all the time on this show necessarily, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. There's up. a, you know, there's a part. So when, so the kids like neighbor up the road is this mean, creepy guy who uh, lives in a castle and filled with zombies. He just happens to be an American. He just happens to be American. Um, I have no idea why this particular person was in France because he's not very, um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. He just seems he seems like a real fish out of water, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Um Yeah. I don't and, remember the uh but somehow in the conversation Daryl mentions he's like I like this guy seems to have not gotten any news in twelve years that America was also overrun. He seems to think that they well, go back. France, yeah. while Europe was overrun, if you could get back to America everything would be fine, right? 
Um, yeah, which like which, sorry to burst your bubble, but that ain't gonna happen. No, but I guess every apocalypse show. I mean, in a lot of apocalypse shows and movies, that's a rumor at least in the beginning. Like, remember in Resident Evil when they were trying to get to Alaska, and I think you know they were. Anyway, uh, Daryl's like, yeah, I've been to Texas. He says I've been all over the place. I've been all over the East Coast. I've been Midwest, even Texas. And I'm telling you, like, nobody alive, your family's dead or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a story. Like, somehow off screen, Daryl went to Texas at some point. I wonder if he bumped into Morgan Jones while he was there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I'm sure at some point he did. Maybe we'll see that later on Fear. <laughs> right? Maybe we'll see that in a flashback. Like, that's a show. Like, when, when we had originally heard this show was going to be Daryl and Carol, like, roaming around, I kind of thought maybe that, you know, that's it. So we're going to see them roaming around like the United States. But anyway, Daryl's been to Texas. To me, that was like the highlight of this episode. That was the big, like, news. Daryl's been to Texas. has been to Texas. Texas. Post-apocalypse, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're stretching this out, but did anything – I mean, nothing really happened. This was a slow – I guess well, it was I think a, character, a lot of it character about, building episode, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was about learning about Laurent and about Isabel. But, yeah, yeah, not that much, like, you know, I guess you want to say mythology-wise, the story happened. This episode was pretty self-contained. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, there is they, really a whole lot in that sense. I mean, it's important that they take the time to make these two into real characters. Like, if, if mm-hmm. she's the true co-star with Daryl Dixon, then we need to know her and and get behind her and root for her and understand. And Laura is not really a... Um, I mean, at this point, he's a bit of a MacGuffin, Laurent, right? Like, he's, yeah. like, he's not a... Um, he's we not don't a really character. He's not, yeah, he's not like a, a, a Carl... Uh, Grimes, who has his own storylines yet or whatever. Uh, he's a little bit of a, yeah, they could be trying to bring anyone or anything across France right now. And I don't know if he ever will become like a, I don't know. But, yeah, it's important that they take this time to make these characters um, real to us. So uh, in that sense, you know, it was fine. And and we know, even though this is like a, what, eight episode one and done, we know it's not. We know it's getting renewed, right? It's not yeah. renewed yet. It's only a matter of time before this gets no, renewed. No, I'm pretty sure it's renewed because they already started filming it, didn't they? They gave oh, yeah, them the go-ahead to film season two. I, um, they, like, gave them the permission or whatever. They've been given a permission to finish filming or whatever. Oh, to shoot, yeah, outside of the yeah. strike? I believe so, or they're going to start. I don't know if they have, it, they have yet, but I, it was like there was, like, an article saying that they were given permission or whatever a bit. The, oh, Maybe it was the all written before the strike film. started. Some shows were written already before the strike started. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yes, it would have had to have been written already, I guess. Although SAG's, no, SAG's on strike. The actors are on strike also. Film or SAG's, something like that. SAG's on strike also, though. The actors are also on strike. Right. But remember, not everybody in this in this show is part of the union. And Well, um, yeah, but, I mean, if you could shoot – the Europeans without Daryl, I guess you could shoot some extra scenes. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't know whether or it, not it's expensive to start production and not run through it. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just trying to point. find it. I know there was an article, something about that they were given the go-ahead. I think, um, oh, I think AMC. I think the 
I think the union gave AMC the go. AMC is not governed under the same contract as the studios, right? AMC got permission to yes, AMC got a waiver to shoot because they're not um, they're not under the same contract as the studios. It's coming back to me now. That's the reason yeah. why AMC got the waiver. And Resume the production AMC. according to deadline. AMC negotiated with SAG AFRA to secure mm-hmm. an interim interim. I can't talk. Agreement for the series to continue filming amid the strike with the actors, but not with the with the writers. Anyway, the point is well, no, that not, the writers. I think it was written. I think. Anyway, the point is that this show is not going to end after one season, and you know if these actors are going to continue, uh, then this is a character building episode, and it's fine. It wasn't really that character building. It was very like fast moving, like backstory. And I don't know that I know Isabel that much better than I knew her at the beginning of the episode, but we know, like, where Laurent came from and that she's been lying to him for some inexplicable reason for, like, like his whole life. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like you're not letting on that you're his aunt. Are you trying to not build an attachment so when you send him away, like, he'll go? Or I don't know, right? Like, what's the reason to deny the kid the knowledge that he has a relative? I don't know. I guess we'll I find know. out more but about yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe then he would not look at her the same. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't have an yeah. answer to. It's kind of sad, right? It's kind of sad that yeah. they're raising this little boy this way Yeah. in some ways. I mean, they don't mean it to be mean but um, because they think there's a greater good, but it's kind of mean. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. So... Anyhow, I did not see a promo for next week. Um, uh, I did, um, I'm trying to uh, think any good zombie kills this week. Not really. There was some, you know, I mean, we, we're getting to see Daryl not with a bow. Like, we're getting to see Daryl with the mace and the nunchuck and, like, a sword, oh, right? Little, and we're getting his little nunchuck thing, yeah. Oh, God, no. And the, and the mace, uh, which yeah, is like a that. Mace or nunch- it looks like a nunchuck with a mace at the end. Right, the spiky were... ball on a chain. Yeah, I, mean, I vaguely remember at some point I had looked up what kind of weapon it was, but that was like when I was watching it a long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember well, what it said. But, it's, yeah, but yeah, that little You know, thing. it's interesting to see him in this kind of hand-to-hand combat. It was interesting also when, when the guy, the Texan, gets thrown off the wall and they're hanging there. by a yeah. rope. And all the zombies are getting him. And at first I was like, why are the zombies, like, all reaching up trying to grab his head? One, they just bite his legs. And then all of a sudden they started biting his legs. <laughs> um, but we didn't see any, like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it was, an okay, it was a, a fine episode. Like, there's not really um, – not, not a ton happened, but there's not much to really – Complain about. And I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Good. I don't know. It wasn't really a lot of mythology, whatever you want to call it. it was there might not be much to complain about, but Karen, you sound like you're struggling to find anything you like. Well, I am, because nothing, I am. I, I, I'm struggling to find anything to talk about, because really, nothing really happened in this episode, story-wise. Thank you, AJ, well, for pushing me on that. I mean... I like the episode, but I, I I see what you're saying. Like, it didn't really, like we said, it was mostly flashback, and it was like a self-contained episode. It didn't necessarily move it forward, move the story forward a whole lot. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, really, it was just kind of it was just kind of an episode that happened, right? Well, um, for, for an episode that nothing happened, you guys been going at it for half an hour, almost. All right, well, we're done now. We're done now. <laughs> All right. Um, All right, Wheel of Time. More on that next week. Wheel of Time. Mm. Yes. Finally, stuff is happening on Wheel of Time. Some of it's very annoying. Uh, some of it uh, is, you know, I got to tell you, I clearly did not remember a lot of that. Starting back out watching it, I struggled to remember and figure out what the hell was happening. (laughs) Did you feel like that when you first started watching the second season? Like, I really couldn't remember a lot of of what was going on and trying to remember who was there. Tara always watches the finale from last season first. I do. I I always watched the last season finale before I started a new season, so it helps me to remember where we left off. Um, And it it doesn't, on a show like this, it doesn't bring back everything, but it's really helpful to watch that. So, yes, I did that, and I I was kind of caught up. Um, uh, But, yeah, this episode is like... um, Excuse me. um, A little... I don't know. Uh, so I hate the, what are they called? The Sean Chan? I hate the Shan Chan? Shan Chan? Um, I, how do you say their name again? Anyway, the new people who, the ma- the, the fingernail people. The, yeah. The, which the, I'm Shan Chan. The ben Chan. Dark is just using that guy, and I don't know any of their names, but the guy that, that he brought back or whatever, um, the main bad guy that's there right now. The <laughs> um, main bad guy. The, 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 I don't know what they're called. I'm bad at remembering names of things. You mean it, his what? name is Ishmael? Ishmael. 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 Yes. I guess he's just kind of using this group of people in order to get what he wants to happen to happen. Like he needs them for battle or whatever, but he's sort of using them because I I found yeah, I got it the funny. Feeling. That the guy who's the leader of that group thinks he's works for the light. That was kind of surprising um, because I thought that they were because obviously the the woman with the fingernails you're talking about, obviously she's not a good person to begin with, regardless of her working with Ishmael or whatever his name is, um, because they you know. Wait, who do their, you mean? Do you mean do you mean the Forsaken or do you mean the Sean Chan? The Sean Chan, the one who, yeah. the woman, obviously she's not a good the person. The one that lost her fingernails. I, yeah. She yeah. shows her might by, like, they grab the, the women or children or whatever. We don't know what they really did to them, but to whatever, we're showing their might to force the people to submit to them. So, yeah. obviously she's not good, and it seems like they're, like, a bad group, but then when they show the leader of that, group, the, the man that was there, the one that doesn't talk for himself most of the time, um, I, I found it interesting that he thinks he works for the, well, I mean, I guess he does, because he reprimanded her or whatever, but I mean, he thinks he's like on the on the side of the light, you know what I mean? Like, he's not, he wants to bring the the countries or whatever, to, not the countries, wherever they are, the, the groups of people together. At least that's his goal, and obviously that isn't her goal when she's going against him. I just was surprised because I thought that they were, like, all on the dark um, woman that was, like, going against them to do that, I guess. 
because she, we don't know what her secret is other than Ishmael said that, um, that he knew why she wait. turned to the dark. We just don't know. Oh, wait, do you mean the high lady or do you mean Landrin? No, the, the one that, that he cut her fingernails off. The the one that okay, she's called the high. She's called the high lady. High lady. The high lady. Okay. Yeah, so the high, high lady, lady is obviously working for him and working for the dark. But I'm just saying, like the way they presented that group of of people, the Shonshen or whatever, like it made it seem like they were this evil group of people, which it seems like they're not necessarily because she's going against the leader. I, I was just saying, like I was surprised because it wasn't what I I guess I expected them to be because they made it at the beginning seem like they were this evil group and it was more just she was evil and you know what I mean? And her <laughs> yeah. people make it. So the high Lord says that it is his mission to conquer all of the people in the world so they can be united under the Empress to fight the shadow, right? Like he believes that's what I'm saying. He, wants he thinks uni- they're doing good. Well, he and he he may he may have been. I mean, with many many conquerors in history, Think thought it was for the benefit of people to be conquered, right? Yeah, um, and I'm not saying they are good. I guess I'm just saying that I assumed the whole group was like part of the dark. Well, and I we was did have a character when it showed him, and we find out that that isn't necessarily what he's after. And we we did or have a character say. We did have a character say to Perrin, look, the Shanshan aren't that bad. Once you take the knee, they pretty much leave you alone, right? Yeah, but, but they take their women but, and children. What I think Jamie's trying to say is that they don't realize, the Shawshank don't realize they're working for the dark. Like, they want to fight the right. dark, the, the shadow, but they don't realize that Ishmael well, is, like, the second in command and that they're being manipulated. Yeah, I don't know. When you first see that high lady and she's really cruel, you know she's really cruel. It makes it seem like that whole group is going to be like that. And like I said, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but they're not like. Look, the high lord clearly is suspicious of Ishmael. He he does like like Lady Scott, High Lady Soros may be in his thrall or have cut a deal with him for whatever reason, but. but the high lord definitely is suspicious of him, right? However, there is the whole issue of what they do to women who can channel, and they, they a, torture them yeah. and enslave them, right? Yeah, and that's why I said I'm not saying they're a good group of people. I'm just saying they're, like, no. I assumed they were part of the dark, and it, I was just surprised when he's like, oh, no, I want to unite the people. I want to make the world oh, yeah. better. Not that he's a good yeah. guy, but, like, he's not. He's, that he's being, yeah, he's being played by – He's misguided. Whether it was late, whether it was Ishmael who gave him the idea or someone else, he's misguided for sure. At best, misguided. At worst, the like, yeah. Um, so there was all that. I mean, I did kind of love when they chopped off her fingernails because I've been highly irritated by the whole fingernail. Well, I'm like, why do they grow those two disgusting fingernails that they use? Can they like, cut Right? Yes, right? And then he chopped him. I was like, and did you see all the people around her reacted like as though he had chopped off her fingers? They were like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> I know, that was funny. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there's still sort of a, um, so I, so I got some problems with the show. I appreciate that they brought this storyline together with 
with our main characters pretty quickly. Like, they just appeared mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago. If this was Game of Thrones, it might take, like, 14 episodes before they ran into anybody else we knew. <laughs> right? Well, Westeros the, yeah. West is a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, Westeros is a lot bigger. Um, so I appreciate that it quickly is revealed that Landrin is actually um, – I remember the, what's it called, the Black Asia. Uh, you know, she's one of the um, rebel Aes Sedai who worship the who who are in with the dark. Well, yeah. the dark one, Which, the dark one. I mean, to be fair, surprising. I don't think she was originally in with the dark. She joined with the dark to save her son's life. Oh no, no, no! That is not made clear no. at all. No, no, it's not. No, it's not said. That's mm-hmm. how I took it, that she agreed to do his bidding to save her son. No. Because she currently, no. as much as she's in with the bad, she seems like she's struggling with that decision. I mean, in the end, she at least unties her and gives her this look like she hopes that she screws him over. So, no, I don't know. See, That's I, I took that a totally different way. I think she wants, she doesn't like the high lady. So I think she wants... Yeah. Naive to take her out so that she can move into the position. Oh yeah. Like she's she trying to, to climb. She's trying to climb. She's climbing the ladder and she's taking people out along the way. Yeah. She has her own. You know, it has yeah, nothing I to do with her son. Because she I don't her son is old. Listen, her son is old and is going to die. Period. It has nothing to do with her son. But she, she had that. You know what? You know what I like. With, um, not Egwene, the other one. She had the conversation with her, and she said something to her like that she did it, you did it to save your son. Like No, she didn't. She said, look how great no, your life is said. now. She's like, oh, it, you know, is it worth whatever you're getting paid? Your son is dying. You're a giant bitch. Everyone hates you. Uh, yeah. You know, she says all these things to her, and she's like, I hope, it, you know, I hope it's worth whatever you're getting paid. Uh, she does not say that at all. She basically says, like, look how shitty your life is. So how's it going for you being in service of the dark one? Because your life is shitty. Is basically what she says there. I think. Yeah. I'd have right? to go back to the conversation because I took. Um, I think you. Yeah, that's I took exactly that how I thought too. You betrayed them. I don't think she has any intention of making her son immortal. She can't. I don't think there's a way to make him immortal. He's. She did want to no. alleviate his pain when she brought those drugs to him. Um, but I don't think she has the intention well, that he, he could really somehow be saved. Mortal, but I don't know. I mean, um, she, she's like 90. They, they introduced, they, listen, they humanized her, and, and, you know, the last two weeks we've been like, you know what, she's not as bad as we think she is. She's actually, you know, she's actually, she's very smart, that's for sure. But it's like yeah. her, her relationship with Nynaeve that we've seen, that we see her with her son, you know, and then we see the stuff with, um, with Matt. So, you know, we know she's still deceptive, but it's like, they humanize her, and we think she's not as bad as she is, and then they say, ah, guess what? She's worse than you think she is because she's thrown in with the dark because she doesn't believe that they can defeat the dark. So she's like, screw it. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Nynaeve's like, how could you do this? And Leandrin's like, look, everyone's got a price. And Nynaeve says, was your price worth this? Because your, your son is – yeah. I don't think that is – no. She – I agree. She's, she's climbing the corporate ladder of evil – and she hates High Lady Suras, and she would be perfectly happy 
to take her place and believes she believes she will. She yep. believes she's going to be seated at the right hand of the dark one when the time comes. Right. Yep. Um, she's very, um, she has always been very angry about not being able to like, like we, she wants to like use her power freely, clearly. Right. But she wants to destroy men. Obviously she's a man hater. Except for her son. Yeah, she's a man hater. Um, <laughs> And she basically hates all people also, and she she very much is, um, uh, uh, like, wants, she's she's power hungry. She wants to use her power more. I feel like she gets off on using her power. She's like a, you know, she's like a when a Jedi starts to go bad. Um, <laughs> so that's my, uh, so I'm glad they kind of, um, so I, I think it is kind of right. They humanized her for two weeks to set us up for this big punch in the gut that she's like very evil, that she's sold out to the dark side. Um, I'd say the one it is helpful to. So Nynaeve, Iguain, and Elaine are like um, all captured. Uh, I think the one chance it got is that all these evil people hate each other and are constantly trying to stab each other in the back. It looks like right. <laughs> well, that's what evil does. Evil. Well, yeah. There are no honor amongst thieves, right? No. Well, right. And by the end of it, it's implied. So, the Forsaken, uh, the woman masquerading as Celeste, her name is the Forsaken. She had been described earlier by Maureen. She was described as like the Dark One's most trusted lieutenant, right? Or no, Ishmael is the most trusted lieutenant, right? Not the Forsaken. I mean, she definitely, by the end of the episode... They well, he is the Forsaken, right? Or is it just the ones he's bringing no, she's, out of Forsaken? She's the Forsaken. The girl, the girl demon who... Select. Okay, so just the people select. he's bringing back or is trying to bring back are the Forsaken. Okay. That's no, no, no. She, her name, she is the Forsaken. She was, like, the yeah. reason she is Eve, the dark... She was forsaken by the man she loved, and she turned to the dark side to try to win him back, and it didn't work. And so she is called the yeah. Forsaken because she was forsaken by the man. She was the only yes. Forsaken. And the, and the original the Forsaken. And the, okay. and the and person she was Forsaken he, by was the original dragon. Yeah, but yes. he's trying to bring other people. I got the opinion he was trying to bring more than just her back. Did I misunderstand yes. that? I did. I watched five yeah. episodes straight in a row late at night. I was yes. sleepy. <laughs> yes. I think, yes. I think, Jamie, that he could possibly have other demon henchmen that he would like to bring back. But okay, she, they just weren't called she's the, the only one. Got it. No, okay. she's the only one that's called the Forsaken. Not, they're not all the Forsaken. They all have a demon name and hers is a Forsaken, I guess. Okay. Um, but, and by the end of the episode, like, Maureen and, and Rand are hatching this plan that they think it's possible to turn her. Like, even... The most evil I don't demon. like Moraine. She killed a horse. I was mad at her. She had a really good... It was I smart to kill the horse. Do, but that I was, still don't uh, like yeah, her to kill smart. the horse. I don't like the writer that made her kill the horse. It was, I mean, it was smart. And, and, and you didn't no, see any of it. Um, uh, but talking about, like, everybody who's evil can't be trusted. Like, they think they can turn her because... She's, you know, now it makes sense how she was kept saying to Rand, oh, you remind me of the man that I loved, and he's gone now, and if I can just be with you for a minute, I can pretend that I'm with him. Yeah, because he was a dragon reborn, and Rand was a dragon reborn. Yeah. He totally yeah. did it, really was. Yeah. So. And then he, he, well, no, 
Yeah, no, hold on, Karen. Her, 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 her love that betrayed her was the original dragon, not the oh, dragon right. reborn. He's not the dragon the reborn. Original dragon. The dragon. Yeah, he was the dragon. He was the dragon. Yeah. Rand yeah. is the dragon reborn. Because, dragon reborn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Which is why they think sense. they can turn her because if Rand can convince her that he, you know, that he has some sort of his, you know, the original dragon's memory or something, you know, then then she can. Maybe be Which turned. Which he did actually seem to love her, so maybe he can. Which I think, I think it's, and, and you know what? Honestly, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting storyline because she turned to the dark because he betrayed her. So, you know, to get him back, I think there's a possibility it could actually work. I wouldn't be surprised. It probably won't, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did, or at the very least, it. For a little while, her off her guard long enough that they, they find that they that they find a way to destroy her or something. I don't know, but it's it's definitely yeah. interesting. I I gotta say she's she's very intriguing. I like her character a lot. Um, she's not she's she's not your typical you know she's not your typical bad guy you know in this type of story. She actually has some mm-hmm. substance and layers with all you know with her storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I loved I loved the back and forth with her and uh, Ishmael in, in his uh, in his dream when when Ishmael was like hot you know he's like I know it's you <laughs> and she's like oh you're getting good at this <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah um, th- that was a pretty good scene there I think um, I mean I kind of like them together the two like like. Um, Lanfear. They're not one note. They're not. Yeah, they're not one note. They also. Her name is Lanfear, the Forsaken. They call her Lanfear. It's her real name, right? And when Lanfear and Ishmael are like in that dream, Ishmael are in that dream sequence where where they're in bed together, and she's like they have some good like banter. Those two, they have some personality. Like yeah. not every character on the show. Yeah. Like Rand is a pretty big dud with no personality for the most part. Yeah, Rand finally is showing a little, right? And Perrin also is a big dud with no personality. Um, no, Perrin. No, see, no. Perrin's problem is he's a whiner, but he was good in this episode. He didn't whine once. Well, and that's probably on the writers for only letting him like. He's very depressed since his wife was killed by him by mistake, right? Um, yeah. And he's just like he's just always sitting around being depressed, which is not. Oh, and I like that ninja. I like that ninja yeah, woman that he got with him now. She's awesome. I don't. I didn't catch her name. Her name is a a. No, she's not. Her name is not a Lee L. I'm looking at everything right in front of me. Her name is Avienda. Okay. Uh, and and she's from, she's from like a desert part of the country, right? Yeah. Like there's all this talk about water. She calls them Waterland people or water or whatever. Um, and she comes from, like, some desert place, so if you give her water, it's a big deal. But they were a little flirty, right? And she goes all John Wick on the, the Children of Light, who are, you know, they yeah. call themselves the Children of Light, but they're, they're really the worst. terrible people. They're the worst, yeah, right? They're the worst people on this whole show. Interesting, though, that that one guy that, like, they spared, like, he did sort of help them, but yet at the same time, he was still telling his people how to kill her. So I'm not sure why Aaron spared him. Like, I mean, I get he gave him, gave her the water and he gave him a, a 
a hotel, but still. And that's why, because wow. he did show him, he showed him a kindness, so so apparently yeah, he paid it. he showed him a kindness, and then he's telling the people that the, the his men, make sure you attack her all at one time so she can't kill you. Well, she wouldn't kill them. I, I mean, it's one thing to, to show a prisoner kindness when they're in the cage, but she wouldn't totally kill them all. I mean, he's telling them true. how to not get killed. No, Jamie, I just thought it was funny. And how to kill her, right? Yeah, I just thought it was funny because he's, like, sicking them on her, and then and then they're like, we'll let you live. I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, found it a little funny. I mean, he, he just gave her – I mean, their intention was it, to leave too, her in that cage until she died of thirst and hunger. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave her basically, right? And, that's true. Yeah, and, and, but but she would have killed him. So but bad. it's because he's of Perrin and who it's because of Perrin and who he is that they yeah, spared him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was she would have killed him. Who, yeah, she and did. and because Perrin let her out, she sort of has this like she's beholden to him. Owes him her life. Yeah, she's, like yeah, yeah. She's beholden yeah, to him whole, some way. That's a whole my my life said, right? my life yeah. is yours now thing. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, the guy gave you some water." I mean, yeah. Uh, and that guy's gonna get kicked. Out. That guy's it's a good thing he's the only person who lived because otherwise he'd get kicked out of the Children of Light. Uh, if anybody knew what happened, because <laughs> um, I didn't even really know what the Children of Light deal. I can't remember. They were remember well, the first season. Boss knew he gave it to him because he gave it to her because he screamed at him. Um, remember that guy, Karen and um, Egwene. Well, that that remember in the first, yeah remember in the first season he he was trying to see if they could channel and he has all those rings yeah. he's killed all those Aes Sedai and taken their they're anti magic I think there's some like yes. anti magic over right? people yeah yeah they're bad um, I don't know if they I, I mean they he I don't know if they, he was trying to force them to channel to reveal themselves right I, I mean I don't know I just remember yeah, he cut off the fingers of all the all the Aes Sedai and it's, did he eat them or okay. something? I can't he remember. He had all their really... rings. He did not have their fingers. He had their rings. Did he, did he chop off their fingers? He had Unless rings that was on something different in the screeners. He definitely did in, when I seen him. At, at, at any rate, these, these guys have not been around for a long time, and they suddenly showed up. Um, yeah. And I'm not really sure. Probably the kind it, of thing that it's because there's too many characters in the book, and they just, like, tried to shove them back in again. I think they, I think what Perrin did was go back to the town that he was in when the Shanchan took over and yeah. killed his friend and yeah. he and Leo were kidnapped. Leo, 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 um, and then the town has been the, the. I think the Children of Light liberated them from the Shanchan, right? And that's why the guy was like, "Oh, the Shanchan's not that bad." You take the knee and they basically like these guys are way worse, right? At least the Shanchan are like whatever. Yeah. Uh, Bend the knee, we're out of here. Um, these guys are much worse. Religious zealots always are, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel so. Um, I found that fight scene a little disappointing um, because this show, any like half the show is always in the dark, and I can't see any damn thing that's happening. They suck at night scenes on this show, really. I mean. Right? She has a hard time figuring out what the hell's going on when it's dark, when it's night. And they also the the scenes with um Rand and Maureen and the horses and that woman and the chase through the night and whatever. I'm like, what is going on? 
Karen, you know what, Karen, I'm starting to think you need a better, I was going to say, I'm starting to think you need a better, a bigger TV maybe. I don't know. Maybe new glasses, maybe turn up the brightness on the TV. (laughs) I didn't have trouble with you. Last week, I agreed with you last week. I agreed with you last week when ran um, the uh, the scene with Maureen last week and uh, and what's-his-face, Lan. I agree with you then. I didn't have any trouble in this episode seeing anything. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was okay. Netflix, for me, is what's usually too dark to see half the time. I mean, it, it wasn't X-Files level of, you know, old episodes of the X-Files. <laughs> what the hell is going on? It wasn't yeah, like that level. Flashlight. No, X-Files, you could never see Jack because it was made in the 90s. Um, and everything well, was dark. Maybe part of that was uh, they didn't sorry, want you to see anything, too. I yeah, just think, well, yeah, you could hide the bad practical effects. I think that this show, with the amount of money that Amazon is spending on the show, I feel the see shit happen at night better. Um, is this episode no, 4K? Because I find, what? at least, with, is this show 4K? I don't know if it is or not. Everything's but I 4K. Find, with, okay, well, because I find with Netflix, at least, that when the shows are 4K, it seems like they're way darker, and I think it's because it has it's supposed to have like the better color or whatever. And I think like that sometimes when it's it's in that high def or whatever, that it like it's I don't know. To me, it looks darker anyway. I think it has hard more to, to do color. with whether they shoot day for night or night for night, and how they light it in post if they're yeah. doing day for night and stuff like that. That's um, true. I think that has more to do with it. Uh, I also thought that fight scene was maybe edited a little too quickly, like too much quick screens um, and quick cuts in that fight scene where I would have liked to see that John Wick action a little bit more. Um, but it was it was still fairly badass and a good scene, right? And she does seem mm-hmm. to be a good character, yeah. particularly if she gets Perrin to speak more than three words in a row and maybe actually crack a smile this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it was funny, yeah. When when she pulled up her ma- her little mask there, I said to Artie, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like her. <laughs> immediately, I was immediately, I was like, oh, she's gonna be badass. I'm gonna like her. <laughs> Just that little thing, I was like, yep, I can see where this character's going. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Also, it just as Perrin was starting to like get some answers from Elias. Elias is the other uh, wolf brother. The wolf brother yeah. is not a guy who told him who he is. Um, you know, Elias seems to maybe not be, I mean, they might cross, they've gone their separate ways, at least for now, um, which, uh, you know, I, I liked them together. Elias had this way of being like some straight talk to Perrin, you know, and also we, the audience, were getting some answers just as he was, and it looks like yeah. he's not going to maybe, I mean, he, Perrin is the slowest character to explore his magic, right? Like, if you thought you were a yeah. part wolf, wouldn't you be like, oh, let well, me, like, hang out with some wolves and figure this out? To, to be fair, Perrin doesn't want to be magic. You know, he's kind of re- repressing his wolf side. So it's not really yeah. surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising, I guess. He's going to start to story. And now he's got a wolf friend that hangs out with him, right? The one wolf came with him. Yeah, so he's maybe starting to build a pack a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 Um, 
So you, you I know what? And, and you know what I hate about Elias though? He's like, he's like, he's, you know, he's like, your friends, these people aren't your pack, and your friends from Two Rivers aren't your pack, you know, and neither was your wife. And it's like, it's it's funny because Elias, you know, is talking about how, you know, everybody, you know, they're afraid of them, they hate them and everything. But like, you're not being any better than the other people. Like, you're doing exactly what everybody else is doing. So you can't mm-hmm. try and say you're better. Yeah, you know, parents actually got the right idea. I don't have to have a pack of of wolf people. My pack is my family, you know. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. I mean, he essentially says that. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, he's like, you don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about my pack. Yeah. Um. And so the only uh, the the one thing we're missing is that. Um, is Nynaeve, of course, being a total jerk. As God, Nynaeve is a jerk. I mean, I like her, but she sure is a gigantic pain in the ass all the time, right? And, like, they escape from the Shanchan. Uh, Edwin is kidnapped. And Elaine's like, look, we got to hide. Everybody's looking for us. And Nynaeve was like, Mrs. Like, born in a china shop, like, I don't get it. Don't you tell me. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't, I don't, I'm not your, you know. Like, I don't really think that Elaine is pulling some sort of princess on no. the leader. No, act. no, she's smart. Yeah. She's used to hiding no, out because if she goes out, oh, you know, she, I'm, I'm sure at some point in her life she, she pulled the Jasmine and, like, disguised herself as a beggar so she could walk around town because otherwise people would, you know, be all over her. So she knows how to hide in plain sight. Yeah, and she's and she's saying simple things like hide behind this wall while the soldiers walk past. Let's change our clothes. Let's not draw attention to ourselves. And Nynaeve is like being a total jerk, yelling, raising her voice, blah, blah. And it was kind of awesome when that warder came up and just like knocked their heads together yeah, and like knocked funny. them against the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she's really always a jerk, right? She's always a jerk. Not always, but she tends yeah, to get much. really because like a lot, a lot right? of times. Yeah, yeah. She gets very preachy. Yeah. Mhm. She's very preachy. Um, yeah. And Elaine was not being a jerk. No. Um, so she is a different queen. She's only a princess. She's not the whatever queen Maureen's nephew is getting married to is from some different realm than whatever Elaine right. from. Like, there's multiple kings. Yeah, Elaine's, uh, well, Elaine, yeah. Right? Elaine's only a princess anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like her. Yeah. Yeah, she was a little annoying when we first met her, um, but she's definitely growing on me. She's not just another pretty yeah. face as far as princesses go. Yeah. She's definitely... Yeah. She's got some real-world smarts behind her, as we saw in this episode, whereas Nynaeve is an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's very kind of unstable in terms of her temper, right? Um, And she's always – I mean, this is why – and she – this is probably why she can't control magic, and she's also totally afraid of magic. Like, she doesn't want to – right? This is that thing where she's super powerful – and, like, doesn't want to deal with it, and other people, like, 
wish they had an ounce of her power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and she's very, yeah, she's really, um, I mean, I know she's been through a lot, but so has everyone. It's like, so is everybody. nobody really has an easy, Everybody's nobody has an easy life, except maybe this princess, but you know, she's going to be nice to die. So that's not easy either. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, those two, so it'll be nice to see, I guess Elaine's going to be a little more of a main character than I think thought she would be at least for now, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, not for nothing, you got to keep introducing, you got to keep bringing new characters in, otherwise it gets kind of stale with our, our core crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah. All right. Before we move on? No, I mean, we didn't, there's a whole subplot going on where the Brown sister, who was on the road for a while with Maureen. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more interested in the romance part of the story between Lan and Maureen than I was that part, but I do like that that lady, though, that character. There's no romance with Lan and Maureen. Okay, whatever. Well, Nynaeve, he was in, he's in love with Nynaeve. Yes, I know that they He's in love with Nynaeve. Lance's in love with Nynaeve. We had last time. Um, but um, that part, but, I don't even remember half of that. But anyway, but the, um, the, the brown sister, whose name is... Uh, yeah, I forgot about her. Is her name Valda? Um, oh, you said they could her name. I like um, her. But I was going to say, and then um, and one from Harry Potter, too. She, she's going all like she's going all murder. She wrote up in the up in the White Tower. Like, <laughs> yeah, she knows something around. Right. She's like Matlock up in there, trying to like snoop around and figure out what's going <laughs> on. And right, she's on she's on Leandrin's tail. Like she knows, right? Yeah. And I hope that she's a powerful. I hope she's a powerful witch because like she's going to go up against Leandrin, you know. Um. But I, 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 that so that whole story that's going to be a slow burning story. But she's yeah, that's Cho, that's Cho Chang, right? That's the that's I forgot her name. Her name is Katie Leung, I think, right? Um, yeah. Who is also in the peripheral, um, mm-hmm. in that role as as Matlock's spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that she's um, not that she's in the peripheral anymore because nobody is. Yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah. yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so we'll see what happens. It's actually getting So after, like, all of last season and the last four episodes of the show being really boring, I feel like, like a bunch of stuff is happening now. The story's starting to go somewhere. Yeah. You probably only had to yeah. three books to get to this point. <laughs> I'm sure the books are better, so. I don't know. I've heard, yeah, I don't know. The books, from what I've heard, are not much better, which is amazing considering there's 14 of them. I know, right? Wow. Maybe some are short. Maybe. So, hmm. All right. So we got this covered for now, I guess. Right, you guys? Anything else? No, I think that's it. 
Um, is that all, Jamie, that you have on tap tonight? What else have you watched or done? Um, Wilderness. That interview's coming out. Um, With who? Wilderness. I, the, I had told you. I had mentioned a bit right. about it last time. With um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen. I watched part of um, Harry Wild is coming back. I watched some of those screeners. I don't. I know you don't watch that. That's an Acorn show. Um, yeah. And then uh, Fear is coming back soon. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but that's coming back soon. I haven't really watched a whole lot this week. Um, I'm doing a lot of work that has nothing to do with the site, so I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot this oh. week. I'm trying to think. I still haven't watched. I when I watched the end of Across the Spider Verse, I still haven't had a chance. I haven't so, seen that either. Um, yeah, yeah. I was watching other movies too. That um, what was it called? AJ? Hypnotic. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Hypnotic. That hypnotic. Was really yeah, it was really good. I got a lot of Yeah. Now, I was out of town for the weekend. Um, I went out of town Friday. I went to, uh, so, and I didn't catch up on a lot of stuff either. So, all right. All righty. Okay, guys. Well, have fun. Uh, all right. Thanks. Have a good night, Jamie. All right, Jamie. Talk bye, to bye. you later. Stay tuned. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye. All right, we got three more shows to talk about, AJ. What do you want yep. to hit first? Um, Can we talk let's about... hit Ahsoka. Yeah. Okay, what the hell was going yeah. on in Ahsoka? I need, I need, I'm not even sure you know what was going on in Ahsoka. No, um, I know what was going on, I've, and, and, I, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> I still don't uh, understand how she got to the world, the dream world, but... I loved everything yeah. about that. It was so much. It was just, for me. It was just. It was so much fun seeing a lot. You know, and I, I mean, I, I love it anytime they can bring Hayden Christensen in to do something, and it where it yeah. makes sense. Like, um, and the um, the young girl that was playing young Ahsoka, that's the great. same actress. Yeah, she was really good. She's the same actress um, that played young Gamora in. Um, and what you call it? Uh, Avengers. Um, Guardians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Infinity, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. she's oh, a good yeah. actress. She's going to yeah, be. Yeah, there's a flashback in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's, and, and she, I mean, obviously they probably had a stunt person, but you can see when it is her doing some of the moves. Um, yeah. Fighting with the lightsaber or whatever. And she was good. She was really good. I liked that kid a lot. Yeah, it was really it was it was fun. I mean, that was like, and and it's fun too because like, um, that was the, you know that that one scene that you see with all the Mandalorians. That was the siege of Mandalore that they've talked about right. on, um, on, Ma- on Mando on on the Mandal- on the Mandalorian. On Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she says so, um, she says like when Anakin says, "What's this?" I don't remember this, and she says, "It's the siege of Mandalore. You were already gone. You like I'd already we gone our separate ways already." You weren't here. That's yeah. why you can't remember it. She says to him, right? Um, I guess I. Yep. So there is the part where, how did how did Ahsoka fall off a cliff and end up in like the beyond between? Well, that's what I don't. That's Who what knows? I don't get. I, I the world between worlds. Yeah, I don't under. I don't know how that happened. Um. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm as fair. lost as you are on that one. I'm as I, I lost as you are on that one. 
I didn't really totally – I mean, so while I understood everything that was happening between Anakin and and Ahsoka on some level, I, I kind of didn't get the part where he's like, do you want to live with we want to live or die. Like, I feel like he's implying that there's the implication that Ahsoka has given up and doesn't want to live, which is not really a thing I've gotten from her character at all in this show. Right. Like the idea that she would not choose to live didn't make sense to me. Well, I think it's in that moment because even like it's, See, they kind of lost me there a little bit, too, because if she's in the world between worlds, then she's not really in the ocean. But I think that's what it was implying. Like, are you, are you going to wake up and live, or are you going to just sink to the bottom oh, of the I, ocean and drown? I'm going to swim out of the ocean. I think, oh. Yeah, I think that was the was, whole was, It was a whole metaphor thing. Oh, you were taking it more literally, and I was taking it a little more existentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, Okay. Um, and so I don't, of course, watch, I haven't watched the previous show, Rebels and Ahsoka, whatever those shows are that she was in, right? Like, I imagine that if you were the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, you probably are a conflicted person, even though she left him long before he became Darth, or she left him around the time of the Clone Wars when he starts becoming Darth or whatever, right? Like, well, no, she like, left. She left. No, she left long before he he that he started the turn. She left. She left long before that. Um, yeah. And she um she never found out he was Dar- that he was Darth Vader until much later. Like he was already Darth Vader. Like she'd heard of Darth Vader, but it wasn't until she came face to face with him that she realized who he was. All right. So she had no experience of him. Like starting to turn, but still you'd yeah. be like Which, surprised, right? That, yeah. But but I gotta say I loved I loved those the way they did those flashes of light, like during during the battle when he was walking he's like, Come on, we gotta press forward, we gotta go and he's walking away mm-hmm. and that like the flashes of like Vader's silhouette going over him and then even oh, that then was also awesome. when that was really well done. Yeah. And then when and then when he's walking towards her, um, in the world between worlds they kinda did it a couple times too. I thought that was great. Um, mm-hmm. And his face looked much better this week. I almost feel like like the, the deep fake looked so much better in this episode. I, we complained about it last week. I almost feel like they, yeah. they, they forgot to edit it. I almost feel like they for, like last week, because it was such a quick thing, that they either said, ah, screw it, or they forgot to finish editing. Because <laughs> this week I saw yeah. no problem. He looked nothing this week like he did that awful thing last week. No, this he week looked a he lot looked better great. this week. Yeah. He looks really great. He looks better in this than he did in um, Obi Wan in the flashbacks. Flashbacks to yeah. Obi Wan were a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. This he looked much better. Yeah. Um. um but yeah, so I, I enjoyed I, all I, that stuff with him. I, I wanted to ask you also. So part of their conversation, there's a flashback to a, a battle. I forget what battle it is when she's a child. Um. And when he's saying, "Come on, we gotta go. I gotta turn you. I gotta turn you into a warrior," and she's like, "But wait, I'm a Jedi." And he's like, "Look, the Jedi used to be fighting for peace, but in order to win this war, blah blah." And it is like the clone. Like I'm like, okay, that's the Clone War. Yeah, that's before the rise of yeah. you know, 
vampire more or whatever. But there's this part where she's like, but my legacy, my part of this is pain and death. And, like, she seems to be very, like, she's very conflicted about killing um, and pain or whatever. And I, I'm like, wait, like, we, like, we've seen her kill a bunch of people on on this show and other shows. And she's not, re- like... So I was just wondering, is that a thing that she struggled with as a child that, that's familiar to you from the previous shows? Or was that, like, you know, she's so, Rosario Dawson is playing her as almost without emotion. Like, Ahsoka in the last few episodes, she doesn't crack a smile. She doesn't crack a frown. She doesn't, she speaks in this very, like, sort of common, like, mono, not a monotone, but a very even keeled kind of, right? Like, she doesn't ever show emotion, really. And, and so I wasn't, like, that whole bit about, like, I'm causing my part in this new death. I was like, oh, is that a is that a thing? She sh-? I wanted to ask you what you thought about that. If it's something that I missed because I don't watch that show. Um, yeah, I mean, put it put it simply, she's seen some shit. <laughs> like, all right, she's been through a lot. <laughs> I, and 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 it, uh, to be honest, though, her 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 stoic nature in in this has kind of surprised me too. Um. Because it's not it's not the Ahsoka I'm used to seeing, and I think it's just, um, you know, that's the thing. Like you're not really explaining it to anyone. Um, I can only go off my assumption is that she's just hard, she's just been hardened over the years, and I feel like she's more like that around Sabine than she is. Like when she was with Hera, she wasn't quite as stiff, but when she gets around Sabine, her whole demeanor changes. Well, when she's with Luke and Grogu on The Mandalorian, she wasn't exactly a laugh a minute, but she had a little more personality. No, but she, she cracked a smile. She, she, yeah. She, she definitely cracked a smile when she was talking to Luke. <laughs> yeah. And she was nice to Grogu until she was like, I can't deal with this kid. He's too much. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, I think they just, they, you know, they just, she's older now, wiser. And like I said, she's seen some shit, and she's been through some shit, and and you know she did yeah. not have an easy time. I mean, she left. I mean, she was essentially she left the order, but right. only because they basically were going to kick her out because she was just not having it anymore. You know, um, she was basically like, she's like, you guys are a bunch of frauds. This is bullshit, and you know. Like, like, let's figure this out and stop making shit worse. Like, she was calling the Jedi out on their shit, basically. Well, they did and become like, this sort of, like, cult of men who had all these rules and, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I she, mean there's she a part basically, of... Yeah. She called them out and then was like, you know what, I'm out. I'm, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> and she left. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there, there is a part of like Anakin's story and like a little bit of her and this is I read some of this so I can't really like I, I've been reading up on Star Wars every week as as we watch this right um because I, I missed this big chunk of not just these two shows but they're like Thrawn is like huge in the novels which are considered canon yeah. right like there's a whole bunch of property that leads into this um and there's this idea like you know, Ahsoka being so stoic and isolated and on her own all the time and her best friend's a robot, whatever, and then to see Anakin and, have, and remember this relationship, like, I was reading about there's this part of, like, 
you know, Anakin, like, there was this part of the Jedi where you have to give up really all human connection. You have to forsake your, you can never get married. You can never have children. You have to forsake your family. You have to be this, like, lone gunman kind of a guy, except you're in the union of lone gunmen, right? But, like, you have to, like, go it alone, and you have to give up, like, human connection. And and then Anakin, by, like, falling in love and insisting that he was going to be with Padme, like, like, going after that connection, not only violated their rules, but, like, is the precipitating thing that, that leads to him eventually becoming Darth Vader, right? Um, yeah. In many ways. Um, and then, you know, of course, then, you know, his son takes the Jedi away, doesn't, like, you know, doesn't make any connection, whatever. This idea of, like, connection and, and that, you know, Ahsoka, like, has this connection with Sabine that can't really be denied. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a older sister, younger sister, or a mentor, mentee. I'm not really sure what it is. I haven't watched that show, but, but it's a, there's definitely like a real affection between them, right? And a respect. And it's like the, anyway, this whole bit about like human connection and like the Jedi deny it. Is it good? Is it bad? What does it do? Like that was, like I'm like, oh, that kind of is playing a part in this, maybe, right? Like she had a real connection with Anakin. Like what was there? I mean, Anakin, like, so the Christian, the Hayden Christensen Anakin is a young man, right? And he essentially, yeah. I mean, so if, he, if she's a Padawan, her parents are around, he's, like, raising a little girl, basically? Is that what he's doing in this show? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty so much. he's, like, her uncle or her brother or something, kind of, right? Um... Yeah, I mean they're they always play they they're always pl- kind of played more as you know I mean Obi Wan is constantly making comments about the two of them you know they're more they're they're definitely a brother and sister type relationship big brother little sister yeah yeah like like the difference um uh age difference of like of like your oldest and youngest kids right like your oldest yeah probably. 19, and has like a ten year old brother, right? Yeah. Um, like Basically. that difference of a really much older. But anyway, there's that. Um I but I digress. That this wasn't even the really best part of the episode. Uh any time that we complain that the special effects are not good on the show, it's because they blew the entire budget on the Star Whales and it's worth every penny that they put into <laughs> that. It was awesome. Right? I will not complain yeah. if anything oh my God. for the rest I of got, the season. I got chills when they jumped to hyperspace. Space, the oh, my speed. God. I was like, oh, it my was God. That was, like, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen them do it, you know, on Rebels. And, and, and so I saw it animated. But to see it live action like that, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Right? Yeah, that and, was and great. Saw, so, yeah, we saw some of them, like, in the previous episode. But to see that entire pod of them, like, yeah. Sailing by, um, you know. I, I love when Hera is like, I love when Hera is like, you may want to move the fleet and get out of their way. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> they're not getting out of your way. <laughs> they're not moving. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. I mean, it looked fantastic. I I kind of wish Jamie watched the show because you know she she has a real. Um, interest in effects and design and stuff. 
but also there was a little bit of a Doctor Who vibe going on there. Doctor Who also has has had Star Whales, a very different storyline, but and there was and that idea. What partly what I loved about it was like everybody who's sitting around in space right then, like that guy, um, uh, Colton Tiva, Colton Tiva, the guy, you know, the the he was also in the Mandalorian, right? Um, that guy up in his X-wing who has to like delay the whole fleet yeah, yep. for five minutes. His name is Carlson, Carlson, yeah. Carlson, something like that, right? Um, I always forget it. Yeah, Carlson. He's up there. Hera and J- Jason are up there. Um, the fleet is up there, and I loved how everybody had this look of wonder on. Like, these are people yeah. who fly in space on a daily basis and go to planets and galaxies, and the look on their faces was incredible. It just really helped put me in the place of, like, wonder and awe at seeing these things. Well, and that's the thing, because, like, I, I think one of the characters even says it, that, you know, they've heard of the space wheels, but not a lot of people have ever witnessed them. Like, Hera's seen them before, but Jason never has. And it's also one of those things where no matter how many times you see it, you're always struck by awe because it's just so awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a little kid, but I'm surprised that Hera has seen them, but I don't really know why I would be surprised. Well, Hera saw them in Rebels when when they took uh, Ezra away. Blasted off on them, yeah. When, yeah, when they took Ezra away, uh, or whatever happened with Ezra. Um, yeah, uh, I loved that scene. It was incredible. It's one of the it's one of the most kind of amazing and beautiful uh, Star Wars scenes, or really space scenes. And and they did a, I mean they did a great job on that. Um, and then so now apparently Ahsoka is able to just walk on the outside of moving spaceships at all times. Granted, they're in the atmosphere, right? She, granted, they're not in actual space. They're in the atmosphere at that point where they're in the clouds. So, in theory, she could breathe, although if you and I stood on Mount Everest, we couldn't breathe, but whatever, right? Um, she's hanging out there, and she's, like, Jedi mind talking with the whale, sort of. And the whale is like, yeah, he's good with us inside my mouth, which is kind of awesome, right? <laughs> they go in the mouth. And I guess my favorite part, and maybe your favorite part, is when, when what's his name, Hu Yang? Hu Yang, is that his name, the robot? Hu Yang, the android? yeah. He's like, so they're going to take us where we want to go? And Ahsoka's like, I-, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just go with it. And she actually cracks a smile and chuckles yeah. in her little personality. Like, she really lightens up in that scene, right? I think in that shot, she was a little more, to me, she was a little more like, oh, my God, she smiled and her face didn't break. Um, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That, that must have been an awesome ending to the to Rebel, right? That That's what you're saying is like the, the way it ended. Um, I don't know if it was the yeah, final scene, but a great way. It was the final scene, but that was, that, was the, that, was the, that was the climax was, was uh, Ezra basically grabbing Thrawn and jumping on a whale and getting blasted off. Uh, to, like, take Thrawn away, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty uh, – it was great. It was a fantastic, awesome scene. Loved it. It looked beautiful. They did a great, great job with it. Um, I'm not sure where this show is going next. 
because the whales are going to jump, but there's no guarantee that the whales are going to wherever they took Ezra. I mean, maybe they understood the, the Jedi mind trick. Not mind trick, but, you know, the Jedi yeah. telecommunication, whatever we're calling it. Um, but there's not really any – they don't really know where they're going. Well, this, this sh- the show's going to take a quick quick left turn if they don't. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's where they got to go. Sto- story, the storyline's going to get very skewed. Yeah, because kind of the point of it is finding these two. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't see. I'm not sure. I see how they wrap it up in three episodes, though. Oh no, it's ten. They're five. Well, see, now, that's right? the thing. Uh, this, this was episode five, right? So yeah, three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, they're not going to. I don't think. I honestly, I think. Um. I think we only see, I, I bet we only see Thrawn and Ezra for maybe a minute or two at the end of uh, the finale because oh, yeah. we still have the movie, the movie's coming, you know what I mean? So it's not going to get, Oh yeah. it's not really going to get resolved, resolved. But you it, don't think it goes to I mean, a it's season, a, it's going to go to a movie. No, I don't think so. It's just set up. Yeah. But that movie's not anywhere near, yeah, but. No. So they'll get a glimpse of him maybe, and then there's a movie to um, – I mean, what is that movie? Is that an Ahsoka movie? No, this is a movie that's bringing all of these threads together, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's no one person. It's, it's, this, it's, it's Mando, it's Boba Fett, Ahsoka, you know, Hera, and, and Sabine, and Ezra, and, and, and who else? Um, you know, probably uh, – um, Andor. Strand and – no, Andor is before. Thank oh, God, yeah, because, because I couldn't handle Andor. Yeah, because he dies in Rogue One, yeah. Yeah, screw Andor. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it was. Uh, this might turn out to be, like, the highlight episode of the season. We'll see. I mean, hopefully... Yeah, it probably good. will be. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. awesome. How do you top Star Wales, right? You you kind of don't. <laughs> and yeah. How they would. So, all right. I don't know how long it was either, but I guess it was kind of. These are kind of short episodes, usually. I mean, you know, um, like, they've been kind of fluctuating. I mean, we we've had a couple of thir- like thirty-eight minute episodes, and then but we I think this last episode was like fifty-five minutes actually. Oh, almost the whole hour. It's definitely a little. Yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely. It might not have been that long. I know it was definitely longer than what we've had. Yeah, well, we had. Some, we sometimes get some that are short, as like thirty. Yeah, thirty-eight or something. Yeah. I, you know, and that's so, one thing yeah. I like about a lot of these the, the Star Wars and Marvel shows. There's no set like you know. You, you turn on ABC and you know you're watching an hour show or you're watching a half hour show. It is, and that's it. There's no wiggle room. There's no nothing. That's what the time slot is. Um, with with these streaming shows. A lot of times, you know, you get what you need for the ep- what the episode is written. Sometimes we feel like we get a little short things. Yeah. Yes. But you said it. I like that they make it as long as it needs to be, but I just sometimes think it needs to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So all right. Probably move on to invasion. Oh, invasion. Okay. 
Um, I've been kind of which would be kind of quick because I, not. I mean, I mean, not that nothing happened, but it was very self-contained with the kids, and it was just it was it was a lot of walking. <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't know when we've gotten an episode, if ever, that was only one point of view character, or you know. Um, yeah. Or characters that we didn't fluctuate back to another point of view at all. Um, but, yeah, it was really self-contained. It was a lot of walking, and that walking included a lot of, like, social dynamics with the kids. Yes. Um, a lot of which, good stuff for the kids, especially that scene with Monty and uh, – um, oh, crap, what's the black kid's name? I'm drawing a blank. Is that one – Alfie? Alfie? Alfie, Alfie, yes, yes, Alfie. Yeah. yeah, that scene with Monty and Alfie when Alfie's like, I don't trust you. I want something real. And yeah. Monty finally yeah. opens up. Yes. Um, yeah, Monty really is starting to, I mean, he's opening up a little bit. I also like the scene with um, uh, the other the other guy who's not, um, what is the other kid's name? The kid who um the kid who says like, Look, I know that Monty's a jerk sometimes, but you know what, Alpha, you're just as bad right now. Yeah. Um Yeah, I can't remember like, his, his name, name is uh Ralph? that boy's name is um Darwin. 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 Oh Darwin, yes, yeah, that's right. And Darwin's like, Yeah, Monty was a jerk to me in school, uh, but you know what, it's the end of the world. And let's cut each other some slack, and you are being just as bad. Like, because, and he says, like, everything doesn't have to be a fight. Like, it's true that Alfie is, like, sometimes Monty's not even really being a jerk, and Alfie is just, like, yeah, on him. I mean, up in his feet. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess Alfie could be traumatized from years of Monty being a bully to him, right? Um, I don't know, but, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 lo- I love their dynamic. I think Penny's been kind of a good addition to that gang of kids a little bit, you know, yeah. in terms of showing up, at least in terms of showing a side of Monty that we wouldn't have expected, right? We'd expect it from him. So there was all that. There were some side shots of Casper basically lying in a hospital bed while these other kids draw pictures. Um, and I don't really, I haven't always really loved the way Casper's doctor is shown to be kind of sympathetic. Her name is Esme, I think. Dr. Esme, right? Is that her name? And she's always like very concerned about these kids. I'm like, wait, you have all these kids that you like basically kidnapped away from their parents. Maybe not, uh, maybe not Casper, where these other kids come from that are being kept in this lab and being experimented on. And I, I get that it's the end of the world maybe, but. They they try to make her sympathetic. I'm like, wait, she's like not really a hero. Um, and then we also see Casper comes to Jamila in a dream. Jamila in a dream, I guess, right? He's still communicating with her, has a special connection with her. But I mean, for me, really, the highlight that set in the tunnel was pretty cool. Um, I'd like to point out that even though they're underground in the dark in a tunnel, I could totally see everything at all times happening. Never once was I like, what is happening on my screen? It's so dark. Um, uh, 
Even when it's night and the completely black aliens attack, I can still see. Thank you, Apple. Um, <laughs> but, but that was, I mean, you know, it was a very sort of like haunted house kind of scenario. Like you're in the haunted house or you're on Stranger Things and you're in the Upside Down. It was like that sort of haunted house episode that they did with the aliens. And of course the thing with the aliens is the big thing. Like this whole episode is kind of a setup to reveal the, the change with the aliens. And so I really have been waiting to hear what you thought as you watched it and saw what was going on with that. Um, I didn't know what I was watching some of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Me too. <laughs> um, it was weird the way like they were those um, the aliens were like in hibernation. It seemed like they were like curled up in a ball, and then all of a sudden they just came to life at the you know when the kids are almost out you know and having that get, to give us that dramatic scene. Um, <laughs> right, and it everybody was, around um, the world thinks they're dying. Right, like everybody in the French hospital is like everybody in Paris yeah. is like Woo, they're dying. It's on the news. They're dying. We did it. They're dying. And it, it, it does appear in the beginning of the episode that, you know, we've just gone through this thing where they've taken down, you know, Mitsuki finds the, hacks the signal and they take down seven ships. And it seems to be like, like I kind of bought it that are, I mean, I knew they weren't really all dying because it's only episode four, but they did kind of seem to be dying, right? Until you saw that they were kind of glowing a little bit dormant a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, it's like they're recharging. And then shit happens with them, right? You know, you, know what it's, you know what it's almost like? It's like, okay, so every time they shoot down a mothership, they all stop, you know, all the all the drones stop. And then it's almost like they were rebooting to another mothership. Like they were, they were reconnecting, their, they were getting their signal. Yeah. Yeah, because there's more motherships up up there than just the one, right? There's a bunch of them. Um, well, yeah, and so, so I mean, then then the, they start coming after them, and they're like totally different aliens, right? Like, were you like, wait, I, when I saw that for the first time, I was like, wait, what? Do they wait? Those look like dogs. What's going on? And I, I and I like stop and rewound it to watch it again and see what's going on with them. And they're like totally different type of aliens, right? Not totally different, but they're like reformed. The spike, the spike monsters, the spike aliens are, are moving yeah, differently and mean. look different, right? Yeah. Yeah. So were you, I mean, I was kind of like, really like, wait, what, what am I looking at? They look totally different. Are those, they look like dogs. They look like, are they dogs? Yeah. They... Yeah. That's, yeah. Actually, that's what I was, um, they, um, I was thinking they look like hellhounds. Yes. I was thinking they looked a little bit uh, like things in like, um, in the hunger games when they like turn people into those like dog things. At the oh end. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they totally they had totally like um changed into a different kind of a creature, running like a dog. Um and then uh when Alfie tries to spray them, they're no, they're no, no longer so, like fire was the one weapon that guaranteed worked and there seemed to not be 
harmed by fire anymore. So, yeah, they've adapted. Um, well, they also they, they, they seem to have a thicker shell. They they seem to have a thicker shell now. It seems like almost. Yeah, which could just, which of, could just be because of their new, which could just be because of their new design that it looks that way. Yeah, uh, they run a little bit like a dog, dog that has like you know how some dogs have like like a German Shepherd has like shorter legs in the back and longer legs in the front, and they yeah. run in that sort of loping gait. Or I thought at some point I thought they were running a little bit like the way like a silverback gorilla moves, um, and and working, like, as a pack, right? Like, previously, you'd be attacked by, like, one spider spike thing. Um, well, yeah. okay, so I should be calling them what they're called is the worker alien, right? So I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the interview I did with the um, no, I haven't yet. With the special effects guy. So he was like, yes, those first ones that came down, they're the worker alien, the ones that are spiky and they move by, like, sort of tesseracting and whatever they were the worker aliens, and they came down, and their job was basically to terraform the planet and, yes, kill people if they had to, but <laughs> they had a job to do. And, like, this new um, – they did their thing, and when the mothership came down I, – I mean, they outlived their usefulness, and they've evolved into a new kind of a – of a creature that is more useful, and he calls them, Eric Henry calls them the warrior class. They were the worker class of aliens, and they are a straight-up drone. He was pretty clear, as you said last week, these are drones. They're not like, you know, they operate by commands from the mothership. Um, but he refers to them as really having been the, work, the worker class, and now they're the warrior class, and, and that it is really the same it's the same creatures. You saw them sort of curl up and die, but as you said, AJ, they were sort of hibernating, and they just, like, reformed themselves into these right. new warriors. Um, That's pretty cool. That are adapted to our planet. So, so the spike, the, the, you know, the, the drones come down, the workers come down, they look like spikes. And as he described it, the, what they intended when they wrote it, when, when Simon Kimberg and Eric Henry, the writer and the VFX guy, created it, um, those spiky versions, it could have been any planet. That's what they look like, and this is just the planet they picked, and they sent those things down here as they would on any planet ever. And now they have right. evolved to our planet, and for whatever reason, being like a dog works for them. It works for our gravity. It works for chasing humans. It works for killing people, whatever. If it had been a water planet, they would have evolved as like some type of a fish kind of creature or something. Fish, yeah. They, like right. they took a form. They took a form that worked for them, and the form is. He said they had wolves in mind when they when they kind of designed them. Um, oh, I can and see so that. It, it, yep, and he said like basically it's an evolution and it's a form that works for them on this planet. He did not say this, but it makes me wonder: could they evolve again? Right. Like uh, I would definitely think? think it's a possibility. Yeah, like I don't see why Definitely not, a right? Yeah, um, they were pretty scary. I thought. Um, I mean, I, I kind of felt at some points like that. Jamila and the gang, Jam and the gang, um, were not appropriately frightened <laughs> while they were in the tunnel. <laughs> but they're kids, right? And I guess they, yeah. you know, they react differently to humans. 
They can't evaluate. They I mean, Penny, adults. Penny, Penny seemed to, Penny seemed to be genuinely scared. <laughs> I think she was and, and, appropriately scared. Yes. She also appears to be the smartest one in the whole bunch, right? Well, yeah, um, there's that. There's that. But they seem to be not. But we know that, that you know, adolescents don't calculate risk the way adults do. And they don't really, they can't really get it. Um, their brain is not fully grown. And they've been living with it for four months, so, you know, they're a little, I don't know, used to it. Used to li- when you get used to living in fear, you can't always be afraid, I guess, right? Um, right. But they were a little like, like you're in a tunnel with like, aliens around, um, and they're constantly fighting and yelling at each other over, like, granola bars and shit, right? Oh. Which teenagers are prone to do. Yeah. And you know, in their defense, they did not know about the about the how the World Defense Council took down all those. Like they were listening yeah, to no. like crappy rap music and singing and whatever, and not listening <laughs> to the news. Lesson learned: always listen to the news during the apocalypse, during the alien invasion. They didn't even know that. To be the fair, did they? Did, to be fair, did they even know that the, the radio stations still work on cars? <laughs> no, they were. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was a little surpri- I was a little surprised when the soldier said, "Didn't you hear the news?" I was like, "On what?" <laughs> right? Like, wouldn't aliens be jamming our signals? Like, uh, it was kind of surprising when the president went on like TV last week and was like, "Dear humans of the planet, we have a plan and we're going to shoot down some ships." Woohoo! It worked, right? Like, she gives this big address, and I'm not really sure how people were able to see it. I'm thinking of like, remember in Independence Day how they had to use like more yeah. code because the aliens were jamming everything and wouldn't, like, if I'm an alien, I didn't really shoot down all the communication satellites, right? But whatever. Somehow, maybe shortwave radio works. I don't know. But, yeah. But apparently, uh, like, satellite radio still works and you just play your play your playlist with your crappy rap songs. So, I, I mean, I thought it was a great episode. You're right. There's not a lot to talk about. It was a self-contained episode. Um, you know, there was a lot of – it was really Monty's episode, right? Like Monty and Penny get so much yeah. character development um, yeah. about their parents, about their life. Penny's a little bit of a – I don't know what's with Penny. She's a little – different than other kids, I guess, right? She's a little... She, you know, I, I get the feeling Penny's on the spectrum. I think so, too. The way, like, she, she freaks out and little, she's soothed little bit by maps. There. Yeah. She's soothed by maps and, and diagrams and mazes yep. and things like that. Um, uh, she really, I mean, she's great, but the, the Little Sister's always great. Remember in, um, in Stranger Things how we're like, oh, my God, the Little Sister. I was sister, just going to say, I, Erica is Yeah, I knew you, yep. Erica, yeah, I knew you were going with that as soon as you started to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the way she humanizes Monty, and you see that, like, this bully at school actually, like, is nice to his sister, and and we're learning that his life at home was not that great, right? Like, his parents fight all the time and that kind of thing. Parents are rich but not attentive and... Um, and I, so I, and I have, I've seen next week, the next couple episodes, so I know, you know, what happens when they get to Paris, these kids. Um, 
socially between them. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I really liked it. But Paris, because of Paris, that, is, Paris is a Paris is a happening place. Got a zombie adventure on one show, alien adventure on another. <laughs> another show, yeah. Kids in coma who can come to you in your dreams. Kid on Walking Dead who's the savior. Actually, they're both the savior, I guess, right? Like like Casper seems to be between him and Mitski, they're the saviors, right? I mean, he seems to be like he seems to be a little more special than the other special kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, all right. So now, now the one, now the four episode show, because which is going to be just a big mishmash of what the fuck is going on. All right, we're going to take it. We're going to take this in a chunk, right? In one big chunk of a show. Um, yeah. Because there's no so, other way to do it. Holy crap. So the three first episodes drop together. Apple dropped the first three in a big chunk, I think. I think. Um, yeah. I watched the first three, and then I had to come back and watch the next one. So I had the three in a chunk. Um, those first three episodes are amazing. The fourth episode, the island episode, is a little – that's where the show takes a, it takes a right turn, the show, a total right turn, right? Um, how'd you like it? I mean, I know you watched it probably because I was like, I watched the show, you really should watch it, right? I mean, you'd heard about it. Well, I didn't tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, I had, right? I had already, it was already on my list to watch. Yeah. Um, and then you had already start you, you had started watching it. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to have to start watching it now so we can talk about it on the podcast, especially once you said it dropped three and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to start watching it. Um, I think Lakeith Stanfield is great in that. I mean, he's a great, great actor. Uh, he's a, yeah, right? he is. He's, I love him in everything I see him in, so no surprise how great he is. He's um, he's amazing in, like, that second episode where Brian the baby is born and he becomes, like, the primary caretaker and those scenes of him as a father – and then dealing with his wife. I, I mean, there's, so, I, I don't know. I didn't want to, I mean, where you want to take, there's so many great things about this show. But one of the things I loved about the first few episodes was the way it was, I'm like, is this a horror movie? Is that Lady a Witch? Or is Emma just really tired and postpartum? Is she, is she hallucinating? Crazy? Is she possessed? Is this, was this, a, was this like a death foretold? by the witch in Brazil, like, um, I loved all that, and as we get into that, I felt like there was a, so the first episode had, like, a slow build about their past and how they met and how they got together, and I think that pays off. That's time well spent. It pays off yeah. in the next couple episodes, right? I don't know. What do you think? You know what I love? Uh, you know what I love, actually, is, is usually, and this is something you and I both usually complain about, is voiceovers. But I like this voiceover. I feel like it's it's not overdone. It, it gives enough information. And it's done kind of in a fun way, you know, like when they're introducing the characters and they're talking about the, 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 the parents, you know, his parents and the past and everything, and about why he's so persistent. And then it shows how his father was so persistent and everything. And the voiceover kind of helps put it all together for us. 
And it, it, the voiceover kind of shows up at just the right moment. And it's like, it, sometimes it's just a sentence or two without being overbearing. Um, and because it's like, it's being told as a fairy tale, which I think is very interesting. <laughs> because This is more like a yeah. horror tale. But then, but then again, a lot of fairy tales aren't exactly uh, happy, like uh, Disney muscles to believe. Um, so I have a theory about, about the narrator, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I I could be just way off base. I could just be losing my mind here because the show has has gone off the rails. (laughs) Right, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, um, oh crap, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy, the guy that bought the book, what's his name? It turned out to be married um, to one of the women. Uh, yeah, his name is uh. Well, I mean, we don't even almost know what his name is because he's a lying liar who lies, right? But his name is um. Oh God, what is that guy's name? It'll come to me in a second. I, as soon as you ask me his name, it goes out of my head, I and I, I need like I, I need like two minutes to talk about something else to get the guy's name. That guy, um, that guy is like. But anyway. You can't even trust one thing that that guy says. Well, see, actually, see, though, you know what, though? He's told the truth, but he omits stuff. And then he gets called out, and then he confesses. So it's not that he's lying. It's not only that he's lying. He's an omitter. (laughs) He's he's not telling whole stories. He has lied when he said, I'm not, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, Steer a boat, right? Like he's told no, some. No, not lies. true. He he he. Sh- no, he showed him that he was watching a video as he was driving it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because you can find right. everything um, on on the, you can find everything on the internet. Um, but anyway, yeah. I I I have a I have a I again I could be completely friggin' wrong. I, I don't know because I I think he's the narrator. Is my point. No, he's not. He's not. I feel, um, no. Oh, do we know who the narrator no. is? Yeah, we know who the narrator is, and it's um, uh, it's uh, it's it's the father. It's not Brian West. It's um, oh oh no, you know, you're right. The the narrator is the voice of the guy who wrote the book. I don't know who it really is. Um, if it's supposed to be a character. Um, but the voice of it, I think, is the guy who wrote the book as the narrator. Oh, really? Victor, La- yeah, Victor Laval. Victor Laval is the narrator, and he, I think, wrote the book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy who wrote the book well, is the narrator. Just... But that doesn't mean maybe I'm not, just I'm looking. Um, I'm I'm looking for things that aren't there, I guess, because this show well, is gotta, I mean, this, this this is a crazy show, right? Um. So I mean, I, I wish William. His name is William. 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 Yeah, his name is William. Um, I, I mean, I wish we could have almost watched this episode by episode because the first episode where they have their courtship and then Emma goes to Brazil on this trip and and people are like, "Don't go to that lake," and she's like, "I'm totally going to that lake. Don't talk to that witch. I'm talking yeah. to that witch." And the thing with the string, right? And um. If your wife came home and said, AJ, a creepy witch put this string on my wrist and said, never cut it off, would you be like, clip? Or would you be like, no? No, no I would not. 
Nope. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would mm-hmm. not be cutting it off. I've seen mm-hmm. too much shit. Not cutting it. Um, yeah. Now I get what I get why he did it though. It was a grand gesture on his part because she doesn't yeah. need some silly string for her wishes because he's going to make all her wishes come true. The problem right. is he didn't make he has not made wish number three come true. But here's the thing that like and this is where it gets really confusing is this island of women who apparently have all bent Brazil to see the witch, right? Or they right. or there's other witches. Or there's other witches, um, and that you know that well, one, the one in Brazil wasn't the only one. They've all like, I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I, it's it's intended for us to kind of be scratching our head, but you know, be like, and you know what I think is hilarious? Like they even said they're like, oh, Emma's a pain in the ass. Okay, so they don't, they're not really big fans of Emma, yeah. but they treat him, they treat Apollo like a piece of shit. She murdered her baby, but then again, I'm just starting to think that it really wasn't a baby. Um, well, it, well, it it's really, not but, a baby. But how does she, but how does she, but how does she give birth to a demon because, because of cutting a string? And then that right. other woman but, in the therapy, in the therapy group said, there's a way to get the baby back, but I can't do what I need to do. And I, yeah, I, well, and like she had now, that baby like on the IRT, right? Yeah. Like there was a baby, people were around. She had a baby. Um, yeah. I mean, unless he was having, he's in like a dream. But I mean, but did a, she have a? I mean, did she have it? But did she have a demon baby, and only she could see it? I oh, and know. I have another question, real quick. No, yeah, I know it's, it's bonkers. Um. Do you think that William is the one that was sending her those mystery texts because it was like well, it was, was him all along to I try and get say, because there, he wants to get to Greta? There's a part of the thing where like she has this baby and and she's so and the voiceover is like in the first stages of sleep deprivation you get cranky and then you get parent right like there's this like the narrator is giving you this like thing about like sleep deprivation from a screaming baby. Um, and so I've never had a baby, but you've had babies. They scream. They can be awake. Well, I haven't right? had the babies, but I haven't had well, the babies, but I've been around. Out. <laughs> you've had, babies have come into your house. You, you, you father children. They cry and whatever, but you know, I don't know if you ever had a really bad baby, but I get it. Like if you get a really crying baby, how exhausting that can be. Like, I love that whole part where like, it's sleep deprivation. Is she imagining it? Is she not? And the husband doesn't, Apollo doesn't believe her that she's seen these text messages. Uh, and, and so I hadn't thought of it until this episode, like, could it have been Brian? I don't know. Because like, like, no, Brian's the baby. That would, you mean William? Not Brian. Could it have been William? Because I mean, that implies that he took part in driving her to what, what happened. Like he, that means he's not just trying to find help. I mean, yeah, because he says these things. I'm making some thoughts. I'm making some connections in my head, but he says these things to Apollo that are like, "Well, I saw the news story about how your baby was born on the train. I just wanted to meet you, and and that's a lie, right? Um, but how did they come to his attention? Why would he? Like, if he chose to drive Emma 
insane. Why would he do that? And how could he make sure that she found... So it was Cal who sold her the chain. Remember that episode? It's episode two or three where she's with her sister and she buys the chains, right? And she was like, chains, what are you doing? And I never thought that's what it was for. Um, Yeah, not me either. But the sister also... The sister also, when they're at a dinner and Emma goes to the bathroom right before she goes into labor, she goes to the bathroom, and the sister is telling Apollo the story about, the, she's like, you don't know what the third wish was. And then she tells the story about how Emma met this photographer and, and he was Scandinavian, and she actually, did she actually fly to Scandinavia? And she took a nude, she wanted to have a nude photo taken, like artistically or whatever, right? And this guy took her photo, but in the photo, you should see her eyes. She's looking like, right? Remember the whole thing? Yeah. Yep. Like, and what that's, the hell and was I, that? Something what, else. what the hell was that? <clears throat> well, I think that that is the third wish. I think because it ended up getting, it, it's hanging on a wall in a museum somewhere, and she doesn't want it there. So I think that's the third wish, which he has totally negated. I, and it's going to be funny if it's that simple. Um, but I definitely think it's something that we're supposed to remember but not really think about but also kind of forget. I feel like when this, before the show ends, he has to go – he's going to have to go to Scandinavia and get that picture, that, that picture taken down um, one way or another because that's the third wish. But that's crazy. Like, you wish to have a nice husband – and a nice baby, and that your naked picture's not in the museum. Like, they just seem to not be on the level of... But her sister does sort of imply that it's not, like, a picture you would want, right? Like, like, she's not like, oh, it's a very tasteful artistic picture, a beautiful... Like, nude photos can be fabulous and beautiful, right? Like, you should see her eyes. She has this look in her eyes, right? It's very... Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely, yeah. You it's think definitely, that's the, yeah. the third wish is to I, I do. get that picture back? Yep. You think that ties in somehow? I think it's got to because she. It, the whole point is she's like, you know, that was a big move you made with everything, you know, the husband, the kid, you know, and then she tells the story about the picture. So it's like, what else could it be? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, and that's the thing that he could not unless he's going to literally like fly to Norway and go right. to every art gallery and find this. Right. And at this point, he, and at this point he's probably forgotten about it. He probably isn't going to remember it until he has like a flashback, you know, to that day. So, yeah. Like since he's been out of prison, we've seen these little flashes he's had of things like putting pieces together going, Holy crap. You know, um, th- at some point he's going to have a flashback to that, I think. And, and realize yeah. now what that's going to accomplish and, and change or do, I have no friggin' idea. But, um, but I, I, William, I, I like, yeah, I, I, I like the character of William because, you know, you I was wondering what the point it of him works. was with the book and everything. Cause he's so, he's so quiet and meek and everything. It turns out he's quite sadistic. Like I want to know what he did to Greta that was so awful that she, that, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I love the way that these, these. I mean, at least we know we know with Apollo, he is a victim. Okay. Now I don't know. These women I'm are treating sure him. He's not, he, I'm not sure he's not in on it because 
Well, when when well, Cal, Apollo? He, no, no, William. No, no, no. I was just, I, I kind of jumped tracks there. I was talking about William, and then I jumped back to Apollo. Like, okay. I started to say that maybe William was a victim too, but then I was like, wait, all right, you know what? I want to back up a second. Apollo, we know for a fact, is a victim. We've seen everything with Apollo. Okay. Now maybe the baby really is a demon, but even if the baby was really a demon, she has to beat his ass and chain him to the pipe like that. <laughs> all right. So William's a victim, and these women are treating him like he did something to Emma. That kind of you drives Apollo. Me up a little bit. That Apollo is an Apollo, Emma, yeah. Or that right. William, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and he did nothing to Emma. He was really very supportive, except for not believing her that she was being stalked, which she totally was. Um, but those chats all disappeared. I mean, to be fair, he didn't see any evidence. Um, right. But, okay, yeah. I mean, they do treat him like a very – I mean, I think there's a part of it where they treat any person who comes on that island as a – I don't know. There, there's so many weird things going on because William says he's been looking for that island for a long time and he couldn't find it. I mean, it's in the East River. How hard is it to find an island in the East River, right? It's not like – it's yeah. not like an undiscovered was, was kind of, bay, right? That was that was that was kind of peculiar to me too when he, when he said he's like he's like wow he's like, I've been sailing up and down here forever and he's like you find it in one day I was like that implies that it's magical it's and invisible right yeah and yet then he says well, oh I think this is like what does he call it it's like heart Mel- not heart Mel- but he's like this is such an island it was for sick people to be quarantined he's like well wait. So you know if it's no, if it's a known island, could you find it or could you not find it, right? You know, you know what it reminded me of and made me think of was um, the island, um, Fire Island. That's what Fire it kind of made me Is that think hard of. To find? No, but it just Is made it me hard? think of it because it just made me think of it because <laughs> we talk about like this is where they used to send the sick people and everything, and it just. Um, last season of AHS with Fire Island mm-hmm. and the disease, you know, with, with the deer and everything. Oh, yeah. That's why it made me think yeah. of it. I mean, much like Fire Island, any island in the East River you shouldn't be able to see on even a remotely clear, yeah. like not even a clear day, right? Um, yeah. That was weird. It did kind of uh, seem but... to appear. It did, it, it did kind of seem to appear out of nowhere, though, out of the right, fog. Right. But, but like, like they seem so like like the first three episodes seems like there was a like there was this witch in Brazil and then there's this like malevolent person malevolent force sending messages that disappear and truly like if I send you a text message and I delete it it says message deleted like it's not Snapchat they don't just disappear right, right? I I don't really so there was that it seemed a little supernatural also. Emma seemed to be so crazy by the time she, I mean, that was so shocking when we suddenly see Apollo chained and beaten. It seemed like a big leap from where, I mean, Emma was getting very, but she seems almost possessed in those scenes. Like she walks funny, yeah. she moves funny. Yep. She seems possessed, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But, and then when we get to this island, it seems to more be about, except for the fact that the island is it shrouded? Can it not be found? Is it cloaked? Whatever. But they I'm not sure what it's very... about when they get to the island. No, but there's except for Cal being crazy and everybody being crazy there. 
there's almost an element of being almost like a shelter for women who need to, like, like clearly mm. there's more to William's story. William was just not. No. I don't know <laughs> that he so was clear. just an innocent. Fo- like Apollo was kind of innocent in the whole thing, and Emma just loses it and kills the baby and tries to kill him, right? Or or whatever she does to him. Um, and William, I'm like, oh, you know, then there's the story that they had a baby they lost. But then I'm like, oh, you didn't lose the baby. I think maybe Greta killed the baby, but yeah, now he yeah. wants to forgive yeah. her. In the way that Apollo seems to almost want to forgive Emma a little bit. Uh, yes and no. Like, he, he doesn't want to, but I feel like William wants to forgive. He, like, misses his family so much. I'm going to forgive Greta for killing our baby, and let's just go home, right? Is that what's going on there? Right? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Except you can't believe a damn word he says. And there's a part of me, AJ, well, that thinks he might. I, okay, I don't really think the women have men in on it, but, you know, when Cal beats William with that, like, baseball bat, like, multiple times in the head, and he's yeah. bloody and beaten, and then he stands up and has a conversation, and Apollo's like, dude, how are you even alive? I think that's the exact yeah. line he says. He's like, how are you even alive? And he's totally like not. Was she fake he beating like, him up? Is he is he like the plant in the cell to make you talk? Am I overthinking that? But the, but talk. You might be because talk about what? The, Apollo doesn't know anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like what is he? What he's not a guy that you're trying to get to talk, right? Like I don't even know why they don't just either kill him or send him home. And they seem to not like Emma. Emma was a pain in the ass. And they make that comment, like, you know, you better have a large slice of humble pie. And I'm like, what? What does he have? What? And what? You know, like that's that's what drives is kind of like confused me because like he hasn't done anything other than he's trying to find his wife who killed their fucking child. So what exactly does he have to be humble about? Like, what is this group of women really about? Because there's children on the island, so they don't necessarily believe in killing children. However, every one of them maybe had one of these possessed, it's not a baby, right? Like Greta killed the older child, she killed the not a baby. The idea that it's not a baby, like is it a demon, is it a, I don't know. Also, there's the part where when when Emma goes to buy the chains, she meets Cal in an apartment in the city somewhere, right? But Cal also lives on this island of Dr. Moreau that's shrouded in clouds or whatever, right? Like, like she meets Cal in this apartment to buy the chains. And also, why you got to buy chains from her? Can't she just be like, go to Home Depot, get these chains that I told you to get, right? Like, wouldn't that be yeah. easier? Yeah, I know. Um, that's weird, um, but there's no because uh, if you have, if you go to Home Depot, you got you know there's a there's a trail, there's a receipt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's this other whole thing, AJ, from the beginning with Apollo's mother and father. Like that's gotta be a factor, right? Like it's not just Emma. Be there's generational possession, trauma, magic, whatever's going on here. I feel like. I feel like Apollo's mother and father are part of it, right? Those dreams that he has. You think so? You don't. You don't. You don't think 
Well, I think that's just the subconscious because we, I mean, we find out what his dreams were about. His father actually came back for him. And his yeah, mother sent did. him away. So I yeah, think that was just repressed. I just think that's repressed memories. I, I mean, I could be wrong. You could be right. I feel like it was, for me personally, I feel like it was just, to, you know, for, for character development, you know, showing what he's been through, where he came from type thing. Okay, but I felt like, so I could be wrong, but I felt like in this last episode where they show Emma has taken the suitcase, Emma goes to the pier and she's shown, like, on the camera, but then we see a previous flashback to, um, I feel, I thought it was, we saw both mother, like, you know, when we see um, Apollo's mother taking the, well, we, first we, right, it's yeah. Emma's mother taking the red suitcase to the pier, but then it's Apollo's mother taking the red suitcase to the pier, standing there, right? Like, and then and from there, and, and, and like, is that a Tina Porter? And, and at the end? end of the episode, yeah, it's a Tina Porter at the end, standing at the end of the pier. So you, right? I mean, you could be right. No. I just didn't know. I didn't know what to make of that. But you might. We be saw. We, I mean, we definitely saw Apollo's mother with the the seventies hairdo and the whole right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was some fucked up shit. That was some fucked up shit too. With Apollo, uh, Apollo's mother when she was working, um, the boss oh. had the hots for her and she t- and she turned him down. So he like started making her work Saturdays. I was like, that's some yeah, fucked up yeah. shit. Right. And then just I mean, granted, I, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, we all, you know, unfortunately, we all know that that's how men treated women in, in that time period. Unfortunately, right. yeah. So. And he's basically, I'm going to force her to work till she goes out with me. Like, what? Um, and I love the, I love the women then, in the office. They're like, girl, he's hot for you. <laughs> and they're like, you better watch out. He'll never give up. Like, they've been there. Some of them have been there before, right? And then there's the whole thing with with Emma's mother, which she had like a – she also had suppressed memories or incorrect memories of her past with the fire. Yeah. Where her yep. mother tried to kill them all. And her sister has been lying to her. Like she and she and Apollo both stand there past. Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of feel like we've been here before, where we feel like you don't hire Adina Porter to do like a couple scenes as the mother-in-law. And like. Well, I mean, she could. I mean, she absolutely could. I mean, yeah. it seems like she's going to have a little more going on, but she absolutely could. Um, especially in a short right. show like this, you know. Do a little work and move, yeah, but I, I I don't know. I feel like that whole thing with the mother on the pier on the suitcase, like, and the yeah. fact that they both have these these passengers. I feel like is there going to be some generational thing going on? Um, and I I did want to before we hang up point out the part where while Apollo is like sort of the he's the protagonist and the nice guy. Did you catch that part where he's going to rip his brother off when he found the book? Originally, like, yeah. When he, yeah, he was gonna like. Yeah. Not Patrice is his brother, right? And he was gonna try to sell it. Well, no, they're money. they're not. They're, I mean, they're, they they they're like brothers, but they're just best friends because they have that I conversation about the first time. No, because they have that conversation the about the first time, time, yeah. time they met when they met yeah, at a, right. at a a book sale thing, and Patrice tells that story about you know, do you know why you're my best friend? Because you don't care that I was in the service. You don't thank me for the, my service. You know, like you just, 
You found oh, yeah, out I was yeah, in the military, yeah. and you, you found out I was in the military, and you started talking about books. Like you didn't even, you know. And then I love yeah, that scene with sure. William in the din- in the diner when he's like, "Hey, did you know he was a Marine?" He's like, of course, I thanked him for his service, and and Paul's yeah, like, "That's yeah. good because he loves that." <laughs> yeah. He took an instant dislike to William, and also in the scenes on the boat, yeah. it's apparent, right? I feel like he's got to. I feel like on the one hand, he's going to have to save Apollo. On the other hand, I like. I don't know. I love that Apollo was. He's like this perfect great guy, and there's this huge flaw where he was going to like not like. Also, it was Patrice who was like, "Come to. I found this book, this house. Come to the sale." Like Patrice invite. Like, yeah. Invited him to come, and he finds this first edition, and he's gonna like, like screw his friend out of the money. Like I, yeah. I, finding this big flaw, not, not a big flaw, but this weakness in him. Like we could say that he did it because he wanted money for his son, and is that admirable? I don't know. Um, but um, also, I think in this last episode, there's some. You know that tribute site to that that creepy Facebook page of like a tribute to William? Yeah, that's weird. To Brian, to Brian that has all these freaks on there, like, and, yeah. and William kind of gives him this lecture, like, oh, you know, when you start posting on social media, you let the devil in. Don't do that. I I think William probably created that site. I think I, I, I got the same it? feeling. I yep, I got the same feeling. That William set it up, yeah, and and there's yep. horrible things on it. And I, I, Patrice knew about it, like, and, the, like, William tries to say that Patrice is posting on it, right? Like, doesn't William say, like, this poster is Patrice, or this poster is yeah. you, and you're, like, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's messed up also. I don't even know, this, this fourth, ep- like, those first three, to me, were, like, this kind of really well-crafted story yeah. that I understood and then episode four I was like what the fuck is going on right uh, I completely agree completely agree and two things could be happening it could be totally awesome or it could run off the rails <laughs> and yeah. you could do both and still be awesome yeah yeah I'm not yeah, sure I I hope they don't lose What's the psychological. <laughs> they lost the psychological part a little bit in this episode. Like with William and all that, that's sort of the psychological. But when they got into some lady making puppets and talking in a puppet voice and then being guys with a baseball bat, I was like, wait, <laughs> are they losing me? They might lose me here. Part I liked is yeah, uh... dormant. Yeah. I have high hopes. I have high hopes for it. I mean, the book was very popular. And Apple is doing a good job with, like, it's sci-fi, paranormal, yeah. fantasy, horror kind of stuff. Lately. Yeah, they've, so. they've been doing some good work with their uh, adaptations, so. Oh, yeah. So, are we, we're finished, are we done with the Changeling until next week? Um, yeah, I think so. I think we're, I think we're Changelinged out. Yeah. I think we've so covered we're kind it of all. Done. I, I will say, I, I did watch the season two finale of Foundation was fantastic. The last two episodes were so good, but it it took like 16 episodes to get to this point, right? It is so slow and so hard and it finally paid off, but I I I don't know if I would have watched the show if there wasn't a strike and nothing else was on, right? 
Um, but it was so good. It was so good. Maybe if you break your leg and have to sit on the couch for two weeks sometime, I recommend you watch it. <laughs> I will uh, well, keep that in right. mind. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so I guess that's All it. Right. There's nothing new coming, right? So real estate comes in well, on October 4th. We got, well, no, we got, we, we got AHS uh, starts tomorrow. Oh, AHS comes next week. Yeah, tomorrow it starts. All right. We'll give so it a shot. Start. I'll try it. I'll try um, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, actually. I saw, I saw this. I only saw the trailer. Like, like I haven't heard anything about this season. I feel like Nor this season I. has been very... The, the marketing for this season has not been as good as previous seasons. I pretty much forgot about it until the trailer came out. I watched the trailer. Two seconds in, you see uh, Kardashian, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's in this season. I, I completely forgot until I saw her, and I was like, oh, God, I hope she's not in it that much. Maybe she'll get um, killed right away. Maybe. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like I don't think about AHS as much as I used to. Like, you know, after the first couple of seasons, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do next. Now I'm kind of like, really, it's still on. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, so- and last season, and last season, while while the, the metaphor for for AIDS and everything was pretty great, and there were some good moments in it and everything, I don't. I just felt I, overall it was just kind of boring it was kind of the same way that that grab you the same way so the other season yeah i mean that one where they were at the beach and and you know the fire all in one yeah there was another one remember red sea when it was a split season there was red sea and uh yeah that wasn't that good another one and yeah i was disappointed in those I think when you do two or three seasons a year, there there might it might be hard to keep up with the quality. And I do think the stunt casting, and I consider Kim Kardashian to be stunt casting. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, is a little old. And you know, one of my least favorite seasons was was Hotel with with Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga is, is I mean, she's truly a better actress than Kim oh, Kardashian, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but you know, I feel like Ryan Murphy's like trying to cast a lot. Yeah, I I give it a shot, but I I, I agree with you. This show might have run its course. And you know, he said he said years ago that he oh he he knows what the final season is going to be. Um, oh yeah. He's always, you know, he's always known what. Yeah, he 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 basically has a script for the final season. It's just a matter of okay, this is the final season. But wait, so this is this this season twelve? Yeah. Twelve. And eleven so maybe? Twelve. Uh, and I, twelve. And I and I know and I know he's been renewed for at least one more season. All right. So maybe oh so maybe I know, I know would be the one you so, yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe next year will be the final season. Because it, 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 it I mean, especially since, you know, I mean a lot of these you know, we our, our core people are gone. Pretty, I mean, not, I mean, not completely, but I mean, Evan, P, I'm sorry, Evan Peters and, um, um, Paulson, Sarah, I can't think of her first name. Sarah Paulson. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. There we go. The two of them haven't been on. Yeah. Neither one of them were there last season. 
season before that, Robert I think they both had like either. a very quick, small, you know, they've had quick, small cameo parts in some of the seasons, you know, but the yeah. two of them have moved on to big, bigger and better, not, not so much bigger and better things, but they're, they're expanding their other things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I can't blame him for not wanting to be in this, uh, Evan Peters, because I mean, he just did Dahmer. So I think that, oh, yeah. uh, that takes some time off reached his, 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 his crazy quarter for a while. Um, well, I think he won an Emmy for that. Or, I mean, it was a highly acclaimed he? series, yeah. I don't know if he won yeah. the Emmy. He might have been nominated. It was a very acclaimed, yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, they. I mean, all right, we'll give it a shot. I mean, this, we'll we'll yeah. try it out. We'll see. Oh, yeah, I'm still going to watch it and see how it goes. At least for an episode or two, yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, thank right. you, everybody, for listening. We shall return next week. Till then, yep. uh, watch some TV. <laughs> so you know what we're okay. talking about. <laughs> watch Apple shows. All right. That's right. All right. Good night. All right. Have a good week. Bye. You too. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.